0: Live as but I don't know why I'm saying it like that. Live as possible.
1: We're, we're totally live. That's like, that's like the thing.
0: That's the way we do it. If we didn't do it live, we wouldn't be doing it anyways. Welcome right? back. Welcome back. Good evening, everybody. Actually, I should So, okay. Um, you know how we say sabaho from good morning, right? This is the Arabic thing. Yeah. I've always been saying that for many years. So the inverse of that, obviously, for evening, which is good night, is meseo. <laughs> there actually is a night version of it uh but uh, it just doesn't sound as well as Sabaho for some reason for me either way um Welcome back. Welcome back to another episode of The Best of Our Week, episode 86, (laughs) uh, with your two goofy uh, co-hosts, Mr. Some Gadget Guy, uh, Mr. Juan Carlos Bagnell, the man himself in the brand new hat that he's been touting since Monday. Yeah. Uh, Really like it. Really digging it. Really clean, man. Really clean. Picking up Um, a few
1: new colors, just kind of mixing it up a bit. It's good. No,
0: it's that night. No, it's that right. I like that blue. Uh, You know, it's uh, I want to say it's pastel blue, but it also could be sky blue, depending on the. Yeah. uh, Yeah. It's very nice, very um, nice. And then, of course, your opposite goofy guy that can't put two words together tonight. Uh, you know, TK Bay, welcome back <laughs> for this episode. It, it feels,
1: it feels like it's been that kind of a week. Like, it's been a crazy
0: I'm, week. I'm, I'm, I've been I'm not,
1: I'm not like swamped bad like we've been in some weeks in the past. But yeah. I'm exhausted, and um, I feel like this is going to be kind of a chill, loopy show. And that's I hope fine. so. That's I'm, what it I'm, should no, no, be,
0: dude. I'm with you. I, I need a chill, loopy show for a little bit because. Um, I'm trying to go through some some of my backlog, and I, I have a lot of things that I'm trying to just get out and and put out. At, um, and And I think the algorithm tells me every single time I try to put out an Apple or any other Apple product video your channel doesn't work with Apple. So I should just stop. <laughs> I just, I need to learn. after like, someone uh, le-
1: If you haven't learned that your channel needs to be all Apple or none, no, uh, then you don't the get YouTube it. Though. Algorithm can't. help you Yeah, either, no,
0: <laughs> it's, I mean, so I was just, yeah, either way, a, a lot of people are starting to get their phones today. I felt like this would be the right time to put a, a video about a, a, a zero lemon battery bank uh, for it. And um, yeah, yeah, no it's not it wasn't really meant to be but either way i do want to say thank you very much for everybody for hanging out with us i hope you guys are having a better day than at least some of the stuff that we've been going through um i see mr barry johnson's with us kicking it with us greg hanging out with us as well uh d mitchell's in there as well uh and of course uh, halacha boy is in there uh g martinez and uh if i'm not mistaken i think i missed one more person oh yeah malik uh malik austin's in there as well uh hanging with Mm -hmm. us on this beautiful thursday um September fifteenth. I can't believe we're in the middle of September, man. Like, yeah, that's like, not cool. I mean, like, when, I mean, no, <laughs>
1: it, it's all gone, and <laughs> it, it's I like, want it back. What? What I, the
0: heck? I, well, seriously, no. But I mean, on, on a serious, one, how did the how? Did, how are we in the middle of September already? And of course, uh, you know, for for me, obviously, there's a lot of things going on with just you know day job and stuff like that. But as far as the mm-hmm. you know for us. We had interesting tech tech pieces come out this week. This week was really kind of a little bit spread uh, between the uh, you Perfect on your side, the beginning of the week, and then you had the one more coming up later on, uh, that amazing DAC slash uh, PC Hub also that came out. Yeah, so a lot of interesting fun. accessory, peripheral things like that. Um, for me, kind of starting off with some cases for, you know, the Fold and the Flip. And, um, you know, just the THX Onyx, honestly, a solid piece of hardware. Like, so good, seriously, right? Seriously, like I'm happy that I have. So I'll say this: I love my my bolt, and I love what the helm does. But I like also what the THX Sonic does. They both are very solid performance. Both of them, obviously, THX, you know, docks, uh, da- dongles, or uh, you know, USB DAC, technically. But you mm-hmm. know, using technology that is this small, replacing such massive DAX that you need to carry with you and of course opening it up when you're on a pc and then you know going on to higher level audio quality is just amazing like seriously yeah um and it's a plug-and-play solution so i got a really i was really happy that i was able to work with thx on that video that was nice um and then of course uh i have one more video coming out tomorrow which is going to be on the samsung galaxy buds 2 pro I'm trying to get through my my backlog, I, I kind of left to IFA the moment I got my my Samsung hardware, and I never put out videos on them. So, <laughs> might as well you know catch up. But you know, uh,
1: you've come all this way, and you've spent all that money. You might as well make uh, a video.
0: It's a lot of money. Yeah. If, um, if the
1: YouTube algorithm isn't gonna isn't gonna be kind to you for Apple stuff, then the only company that's left is samsung
0: but de facto right is the only other option if i mean there is no other option on the market nothing else Um, to
1: talk about i mean really tech is super boring when you think about it so uh so yeah that's how that's how it goes
0: so let's let's start off with this okay so darren's kicking us (laughs) off with on the right level i would love to hear that um so i didn't get a chance to play around with oops sorry we're both clicking on the same thing i didn't get a chance to play with the one more. But I did get a chance to play with the Q40. So I Right, and I I've, kind of... I've
1: I've taken a listen to the Q40s, but okay, I've been good. spending a lot of time with the one more. Um, yeah, this is this is I think one of my favorite audio showdowns of the year. Mm-hmm. Uh, I I kind of feel like in the earbud space, the fight between One More and Anchor and Soundcore Soundcore uh, has always been really fun, and and I think this kind of extends into their headphone products as well. Mm-hmm. Um, One More's I, I tend to lean more on their style of tuning. I feel you get um, a more present representation of the mids. I think you get a little bit better clarity and articulation across some of that information in the mid-range, but you know you're going to be going into a one more uh, w- with tuning that that never really seems to embrace the rumble. So okay. if you're a bass junkie, if you're a bass head, depending on what kind of music you licen- like to listen to, even if I tweak the EQ mm-hmm. on my one mores, I can't really turn them into sound cores and vice versa. Um, okay. So I think that's what's actually really kind of exciting here is... I, I would not say one is better than the other. Um, we're, we're overlapping on a lot of price to performance and lifestyle features and bringing like what used to be really expensive technologies into more accessible price points. Yeah, But I think very generally speaking, if you pick up a pair of liberties and you like that sound... You're probably not going to be able to recreate that sound with anything but another pair of liberties. So, and vice versa. For me, it's like I loved my uh, one more dual driver ANC. Mm-hmm. The one more Evo made a lot more sense to me than trying to kind of stray and go with something uh, basier or with uh, another company's products. Um, it, it's really, I think, one of the best fights in consumer audio right now
0: okay well i'm glad so first i'm glad that you have access to both the you know the uh, the q40s um i actually did like the q40s they, they do fall in line with they're good like you yeah said, they're really like good. you know they they fall in line in soundcore so basically if you're if you like the way soundcore tunes their their buds and or even their over the ear. um i like the fact that obviously they've updated the q series that we have a, a new edition as opposed to the q35s um and they're they're solid performers. I, I I mean I took them with me when I went to EFA. <laughs> I got them and I was, you know, listening to them as I was traveling. Um, they do tend to get a little bit warm though. That was my only thing about them. It, you know, wearing them for an extended amount of time. Because they create such yeah. a good feel, they do get a little bit warm.
1: I mean, good cans and especially if you have some decent passive noise reduction. I mean, you're you're not gonna be able to get around like a little ear sweat. It's gross. Yeah. No, it's, no, I, know. It's, <laughs> I know. it's always gonna be the thing.
0: It's that kind of show. Um, Okay. So good. Good. So um, hopefully we'll be able to get a somewhat of a more definitive answer later on, but it sounds like you're, you're in between. It depends on what you're listening to and what you're able to appreciate. Well, I mean, what would suit you more?
1: We we can kind of like try to drill down, but I, again, I, I always have to preface like audio is one of the most personal wearable technologies that really does have like a consumer facing solution. Mm -hmm. And I'm, in general, I'm never the guy to say buy or don't buy. Like, I, I don't know how your ears work. I don't know what you like to listen to. I don't know what you're going to be pairing this with. I don't I don't know any of that. So I'm not going to be able to say whether or not you should spend your money on an audio product. But over 20 years of recording experience, I've come up with some generalities that I can kind of pinpoint who might be a good fit for a particular product. And sometimes it's like a really narrow recommendation. I say this in, in my... Um, one more video, mm-hmm. like, the people who might be a good fit for this, there might be 20 people in Idaho and they're the only people who are going to like this product, but I want them to know this is the right fit for what they might want. Um, when, when we try to drill down, I mean, it's, it's, um, like space Q45, what are those like full MSRP $150. Mm-hmm. So already we're talking about a 50% price what's... discrepancy.
0: Uh, full, I think, it was 180 It was 150 with the, with the with the sale that they were running, if I wasn't mistaken. But, so, but, it wasn't but I mean, big. I'm
1: saying, like, yeah. you, let, let, let's say it's, it's, it's 150 and that was the sale. Then mm-hmm. the sale price on the One Moors is, is 79 dollars okay. So, again, we're talking about a pretty substantial price disparity. And where I'm positioning the One Moors as opposed to the Space Q45, um, I'm positioning the One Moors as the better sub-$100 all-rounders. Okay. So that's not something that the space Q forty five can do. That's uh that that's like earbud territory for a lot of Anchor's products. And here <laughs> I'm talking about full cans for, for the one more. The Sonoflow. We haven't even said the name of the the headphones. The one more Sonoflow <laughs> are, are the headphones that time. I've been spending yeah. um a couple weeks with. They're the new the, the full MSRP is ninety nine ninety nine. Currently there's a twenty dollar early bird coupon if if you're buying them, if you're I guess it's a pre order. And uh, just a really brilliant pair of collapsible folding headphones. This has become one of my sort of top, broadest, widest recommended headsets for a good travel headphone. I I like like. the tuning. It is very well considered. Um, EQ options are solid. The ANC is very good. The pass-through mode is pretty natural. Um, Battery life is phenomenal. It's 50 hours with ANC on at around 50% volume. Multi-point? I mean, at, at, at sub-$100, you can dual-pair between two devices and pretty seamlessly switch back and forth. I mean, the amount of technology that has fallen into the sub-$100 tier is now ridiculous. Where it, is. it absolutely These is. don't quite match my Sony XM4s, but they get real close. And I think some of the build quality is even better. Like, the headband isn't nearly as as creaky or as noisy as, like, my Bear Dynamic Lagoons. And those are mm-hmm. $300 Bluetooth headphones. Here, we've got $99.99. And they're pretty self, uh, self-handling quiet. So, again, I mean, I, I think it's, it's really tricky to say, you know, like, oh, well, what would you take? Q45 or Sonoflow. And you're like, that... price discrepancy, $50 price discrepancy is, is a whole other product. Like I could pick up the one mores and also get a reasonable pair of Bluetooth earbuds or, or a Bluetooth open ear headset or something else to go with them and have kind of dueling options for whatever I might want to travel with. So increasingly, like once we start climbing above 80 bucks now, like I used to say like, maybe it's 150, maybe it's $200. But now if you're climbing above 80, I think you need to be even more specific in shopping um, what you might like than mm-hmm. we have in years past. Cause I mean, if you just want an all rounder headset, these one mores are astonishingly good uh, yeah.
0: at that. <laughs>
1: at their full price, at ninety nine, ninety nine. Let alone. I was going to say, yeah. I mean, they're still technically sale.
0: sub one hundred, regardless. I mean, the coupons just sweetened a yeah. at the end <laughs> of the day. I mean, they're technically, yeah. You're you're in the you're in the you're in the zone. Let's just say that you're not really falling out of there. Um, that's true. That's true. The sub one hundred game is becoming very very strong, um, especially when it comes yeah. to buds. We've had many years of development and improvements, and now um, we're able to. See, I mean, Soundcore, like you said, not with the overhead, but you know, their earbuds, you could you can find some of their solutions in there. Um, and then, of course, you have uh, you know Google going in there as well with the A series buds that are about ninety nine dollars. Yeah. So There's a lot of offerings in that in that realm. Um, I think for, for what I saw with the, with the Space series with the Soundcore, I, obviously there's the new naming convention that they're going with. Um, same, it was a similar experience. More uh, longer battery, lighter weight, smaller form factor. They're really more focusing mm-hmm. about portability, and um, I like that. I like the the options that they're providing us. I felt like the Q40s were definitely a slight improvement over the Q35s um i did like i said for me it was more about longevity and battery life and for on a 12 on a hour flight i did not have a problem uh the cabin itself yeah. was cool enough that it didn't really bother me as much having them all over my ears so yeah. that kind of counteracted the temperature thing um but it was it was a really decent experience i would being on like an 11 hour flight to frankfurt from los angeles so that was decent there um
1: i, I mean it's it's remarkable like i i i don't even bother doing full runtime battery tests on cans
0: anymore it's hard with, it's hard with, for you to be able to with do that ANC
1: to... on yeah and and i can run them non-stop for 50 hours I, I i mean just in my intermittent listening i went four days on a single charge and never got a battery warning <laughs> so, with, with that kind of, like, off and on, moderate use, watching some videos, listening to a podcast, you know, playing some music, and, yeah. you know, I'm not mainlining them all day from sunup to sundown, yeah. to go four days and then be like, oh, I guess... I guess I could plug them in. Should, I, maybe, I think that's uh, fine. I think we've reached re- fine battery <laughs> performance on <laughs> on portable headphones.
0: I think that's that should be on the box. Battery life, it's fine. Don't fine. worry about it. Fine.
1: it's we like, got you, bro. It's, it's, a, it's an old Louis Black uh, stand-up comedy routine. You know, it's like the most useless job in the world is being the weatherman in San Diego.
0: <laughs> I lo- so I, how's the I, weather going to
1: be, Lou? Nice. <laughs> yes. Back to, you. back to you. <laughs> it's Speaking, like Space Q forty five has the battery life. Fine, you're not. you're gonna be fine. No, I I mean seriously though, uh, we
0: have we have reached that level of at least when it comes to buds and headphones, uh, the battery life is not going to be an issue. Uh, what I would probably say though, um, it, the, that little skit that we were just doing, it kind of got me back to the conversation. Juan and I were talking earlier. Uh, I finally finished be- a Better Call Saul and. Um, yeah. i finally have the closure let's just say that i had the closure that times. i wanted to get because i got into the seri- series quite late uh literally a, two weeks a- oh no about a week after the last episode of the season six that was airing on AMC. and you just
1: started the whole thing then
0: and i binged <laughs> <laughs> so this is this is this is a thing that i love about netflix okay having access to the well the exception of season 6 you have to i had to buy that one um season 1 through 5 were available for to watch and i seriously just like bam 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 yeah. i wanted to understand jimmy mcgill from the beginning if you guys are not familiar saul uh, better call saul or you know uh is basically uh saul Goodman is jimmy mcgill so, saul jimmy, good man it's saul good man <laughs> And then obviously as a show, if you're a fan of the Breaking Bad series, to me it was it was nice to continue to finish the story. Because after El Camino, you kind of need to understand Saul. You have to mm-hmm. understand who he is, where he is, and who he becomes. Um and I have to say, I, I kind of said this earlier to Juan. I was a little bit surprised on the ending, but it was satisfying in a in a specific in, in its oh, own. Oh I
1: really enjoyed the ending. Yeah. I mean, no spoilers. Obviously, I guess, I'm I'm not being any specific. Cause... People yeah. who uh, like watch it more on demand. Like if you watched it on Netflix, you probably still haven't seen it yet, and yeah. I think it's still uh, fresh enough. But, uh, but six, I really liked six, where they yeah. took the character. the The last season is kind of whiplash-inducing for the way that they play with. Very,
0: time. very. It was consistent one through five. Like yeah. you can understand they would show us a little bit of you know future back and forth, back and forth, back and forth, mm-hmm. But it and wasn't the last like season is just six.
1: like here you go, bookends. Yeah, it's like <laughs> whoa, what what what,
0: what, 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 and like and the last few. Well, anyways the last few episodes kind of closed the story and um, it did end on in a way where it kind of completes it. So either way, yeah. if you're a fan of the series, breaking bad and you haven't seen it, uh, El Camino as well as, uh, you know, better call Saul complete the story and give you a little bit of background information. Like this filled up a lot of background things for mm-hmm. me, especially when it came to the cartel that the whole, I mean, anyways, the whole story things and where and how and what and who and, um, and yeah, and so you did the
1: entire season listening on your Q45s is what absolutely
0: Q45s yeah, and, and watching them on my beautiful, no, I'm just kidding. Uh, I was going to say Samsung, but it is a Samsung monitor. <laughs> no, seriously. I had it running on my monitor up there and I just kept going through one episode after another. And <laughs> after the first season, it was a little bit slow for me at the beginning to try to kind of establish the story. But once I got hooked, I wanted to know more. And the story keeps going and going and going and going. It, it, and,
1: it's I think it's it's the victory of the series where even at its slowest, I yeah. never felt like they were wasting time. No, I understand. Like you, you get into the middle seasons of both um, Better Call Saul and Breaking Bad and there's a lull. But it's still like there are so few moments and so few episodes that ever feel like they're just wasting your time and everything that they do, even in the sort of slower parts of each season still feels like it's contributing to something, exploring the character that then pays off. And there's so few television producers that I feel have that kind of overview of their Mm -hmm. product. So again, I like, I adored breaking bad Better Call Saul just cemented it. Like yeah. it could have been so dangerous going back to that well and then not sticking the landing. And then I would have had a sour taste in my mouth anytime I would think about Breaking Bad. It, it's got to be maddening. It's got to be so much stress and pressure going back to the creation that so many people loved. Mm-hmm. And yet I feel like, uh, what's his name? Vince Gilligan did it again like absolutely stuck the landing lightning and,
0: came, uh, definitely I, hit, hit twice on hit the twice yeah, yeah for no, sure, no, no, for, for sure. And,
1: and you know like it doesn't upset anything else like it's no. it's such a rare property where you can play with parts of a prequel you've got el camino which is kind of a coda it's not a mm-hmm. necessary part of the breaking bad story but it's just a nice after it's like a dessert you know, uh, for the meal that you've had. It's it's really more focusing
0: on Jesse too. It's really more just for
1: sure. Yeah, definitely. But, but you get to better call Saul and you're like, this could really rock the boat. This could really disrupt what I liked about breaking bad and El Camino. And instead it just complements it. It's like these little Lego pieces that Mm -hmm. fit together perfectly. And there's so much vision that goes into that. So um, as as our quick tangent, Talking about headphones and audio products. Um, we'll also be reviewing television shows and movies and music and all that other stuff, too. So
0: Yeah, uh, as previously yeah, recommended by Juan Carlos Bagnell in previous episodes. Because <laughs> cause TK does that, basically, where TK gets recommendations and he just goes crazy wild with that. Like, you know, binge, yeah, binge watching time. six series in in literally three weeks. Like, what the heck was I doing? And Did I mean, it's no. like, it's I had so I, up on, just for on Prey, prey and watching, Predator. And this I, is absolutely. all good. I mean, no, no, no. <laughs> um, I downloaded season... I want to say season one and two on my phone as I was uh, on, on the flight. Mm-hmm. So I was actually, I had time to watch. It's not like I didn't have time to watch. Yeah. So yeah, it was, it was enjoyable. And um, yeah, now I'm, I'm on the lookout for my next, see- my see- next series on Netflix to be able to binge watch. I need to justify paying 20 bucks. Let's just say that.
1: Uh, well, g- get playing all those games. Like I've been burning so much time on into the breach. I love that. It's like a little okay. alien tactical uh, turn-based strategy game it's it's got it's it's got some flavor of like advanced wars Mm -hmm. i really like how your units kind of cooperate with each other and uh you know if if you're kind of feeling like oh i don't know netflix it's kind of expensive uh check out the game say like the the games as a subscription part of the service is helping take a little of the sting off um how much we're spending on netflix
0: no no for sure and i see that um mr fat produce himself welcome back man hope you're doing well andrew yeah what's up um, andrew and we had tech it? odyssey
1: in here too he was like oh, yeah, uh, i I, I, always I always stay up for three days straight <laughs> to test my headphones i like i, I believe uh, it
0: i believe it adam adam for sure adam is adam's the guy to, to kick it because believe it or not actually from what i heard somewhere um so the most of the no lie detected live, um, Adam mm. is actually editing his videos, So he pops in and he turns on a <laughs> he's editing his videos, So oh. hope you're doing well, man. Hope you get, uh, get your videos done, uh, for, I'll for always be so. his
1: background noise. I love it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, he's a, he's cool, man. Adam, Adam is cool, man. Um, so with that being said, I did want to kind of, um, like. For me, I think I was talking to Juan earlier, and I think I don't know if we even mentioned it yet. But I finally got my email from Steam Deck. I had, uh, you know, Steam <laughs> finally sent me my email. I almost missed it; it did not land in the in my main primary inbox. I, I, we will be together. I'll just say this: not yours, but mine will be here at some point in the near future. Oh yes, I saw the email, she and will I, be and, mine. And <laughs> I, I saw the email and I didn't believe it because I was like, you know what? I I kept reading that you know they're pumping up production, this is going to happen, and you know like October's not going to be, you know, I'm not going to have to wait till October, and lo and behold, middle of the month <laughs> again, they're like, hey, TK, today's your lucky day. Um, so yeah, uh, you're going to dig
1: this? I mean, dude, it, it's 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 so much fun to tinker with, so much fun to play around oh, with. And so, it's so, oh just, my god, yes, yes, I have
0: so many things in mind that I want to just not only so just enjoy the way it is, but I want to also want to tinker. I love doing these things. And and it's
1: so refreshing. I mean, like, that it's as sort of open a design as it is, it feels like we're kind of returning to some of the Wild West PC building stuff where it's like, I'm playing around with some Linux commands and now the Epic game launcher is on my Steam Deck and I've got this emulator and it's all just kind of, like, plugging directly into something and I don't have to worry, like oh no, is Steam not going to let me do something with a product that I paid for? Paid for.
0: No, no, exactly. I, I'm it's, glad I, I it, also it's went, real in fresh. The, I went in with the higher-end model. so that And the, the fact that the price didn't go up. Oh, nice. That, that's the other thing, right? You know, who would have thunk it? Inflation did not impact this one. Um, it's impacting everything <laughs> else. <laughs> uh, yeah. Definitely impacting our, our stock markets. But Oh, yeah. Uh, uh, it's... I, I'm very excited. Can't wait to see it. Uh, So that for me, if there's anything that has made the best of my week, obviously other than hanging out with you, it was that the email showing up in my inbox. And I was like, yes.
1: So, so what, what, um, what's the very first game you're going to play and why is it vampire survivors?
0: Uh, Oh, okay. I was actually going to, Okay. Yeah, sure. Um, So (laughs) Vampire Survivors is, uh, it will be my first game installed on the Steam Deck. Actually, I don't, I don't, do I even own Vampire Survivor? I need to die. I uh, I did get enough credit. Do you not own, have you really not played Vampire? I mean,
1: so, okay, first of all, (laughs) totally, totally fair because, you know, I love like kind of arcadey and top down and and all that stuff. Um, Vampire the
0: Masquerade, yeah, but. uh, Have you,
1: have you played any of these like uh, Survivor clones? because um, no. Vampire Survivors wasn't the first I think Magic Survivors was one of Ma- the first but it's just okay. wave after wave swarms of swarms enemies fleet. and then your character kind of upgrades and you get different powers and abilities I, I want okay. to say there's there are a bunch of them on Android too now like, um, what is, see I want to say yeah. it's me, Grim me, Knight me, Survivors is really good there's another one that remember. I can't remember now it's something.io but anyway um,
0: hey, have you Survivors. played
1: any of these kinds of games?
0: survivor.io
1: survivor.io thank you yeah porque no you know yeah so so but that's the question is that have you played any no of these i have n- su- actually survivor games
0: no i have not i'm, I'm surprised that i it's never come up on my on my richter scale there uh it, i mean typically the games i like to play obviously are more fps um rpgs uh, mm. every once in a while like final fantasy and so on i like Lately, I've been more into the get in, get out kind of thing, you know, Undead Horde kind yeah. of game, um, Call yeah. of Duty, PUBG, spend a 25 minute, 30 minute kind of session going in there. You can un- unload the stress, boom, go back and-, and get back into the grind kind of a situation. But um, I mean, I'll-, I'll try it. Survivor.io, I think it's a seems like a decent game and I have it. I can download it on Android first. Um, uh,
1: survivor.io, if you want something that's a little more vampire survivors, check out Grim Knight Heroes. Okay. That's a really good... And that one's actually kind of fun for phones because it plays vertical. So it plays in portrait mode. Mm-hmm. And the the main Pardon. gameplay loop can be played like one hand, one thumb. Like you, you need to turn your phone sideways. Um, it's not as robust. It's not as in-depth. Mm-hmm. But um, if, speaking of someone who has unlocked every single unlock and has achieved every single... Uh, um, uh, Zombie
0: survivors, vampire fall origins RPG. Wow! 15, oh, there 15, are so many now. Alien survivors. Uh, and people,
1: people are are, are Magic cloning survival? it pretty hard. <laughs> but, well, I think Magic Survivors was a legit like starting point. So I think that's the the game that really kind of started this genre. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, I, oh, I see, obviously, yeah. Vampire Survivors really took off. So but but speaking as someone who has who has completed everything that there is to complete in Vampire Survivors to this point. Yeah. yeah. Um it, it's a really satisfying time-based gameplay loop. So you know you're going to go in like I got a sitcom worth of time to just mm-hmm. sit here and just kind of um sort of mess around and and kind of build up a character and then you got these like kind of roguelite sort of uh um ability unlocks or perk unlocks i mean so again i I feel it's like it's really simple it's very easy to zone like you Mm -hmm. just kind of find your flow and then you can kind of just chill with it and uh especially for for me right now like that's kind of my speed is i need something that's just just sort of comfy but i still feel like i'm making progress on some kind of end game
0: no absolutely uh for me i have a, a few games that i want to be able i want to try control I, I don't know if control will run, uh, very, it's okay. Yeah. It should be okay. 60 well. frames, right? Yeah. Uh, I think you were talked about it before, uh, overall. So, I mean, my library, obviously my steam library is going to be in there. Uh, and as you mentioned the Epic. Library I mean, so is c-
1: controls, well. one of those, like you're going to find a bunch, um, for, for me, like I played way farther into, um, uh, Hellblade okay. than I've ever played sitting in front of my desktop. Um, and I would say the visuals are definitely not as pretty on the Steam Deck as on you know what my workstation no, can yeah, do. Yeah, of course. Control Control was a different beast where I'm turning down enough on the Steam Deck that I actually do like the more cinematic experience sitting proper in front of my workstation and and playing on a really big, nice, wide monitor. It, mm-hmm. It's funny. It's like you're gonna find all these like little psychological hooks. This game, I'm totally fine with compromises to achieve a higher frame rate this game. I'm totally fine playing at a lower frame rate so I can keep some of the eye candy going on this game. Not going to be my jam on the steam deck. I really want to sit and, and, and like, experience this on a bigger monitor and, and i feel how, like the, uh, that fortnight
0: will play as well because uh it, that's especially since yeah. the epic uh epic store is showing up there so Fortnite would For be sure. something on the mobile side but yeah
1: i don't know i, I mean again i i really don't play <laughs> my battle royale speed is Battlelands. again it's if it's top down in arcadey I'll play, it. I'll play it um but but with um something like Fortnite, i genuinely don't know how uh how it plays with proton so we'll just have to see and, and you'll be able to get a, get a hook on that. But yeah. you know, there are some times where it's like if I were playing something competitive, I'm kind of in that mode of sitting up, you know, mm-hmm. like I'm going to lean into this game. That's not sort of the right fit for me with the Steam Deck because okay. the Steam Deck is this large paddle board of a mobile game playing thing. To me, I like those games where I can lean back. Okay. You know, like I'm Fat Joe, you know, I just, I want to settle into this game and just kind of ride into it for a while. And there are some games that kind of demand a sort of meerkat like attention. And there are some games where it's like, I can just zone and play and it's great. But, but what's really exciting is like the Steam Deck has breathed, has, has breathed new life Mm -hmm. into a whole bunch of those games that I would never sit here and play in front of my computer monitor. Um, I can take them with me and I can fire them up and I can revisit them and I can pl- I-, I can experience them in kind of a, a more bite-sized um, push-pause whenever I need to kind mm-hmm. of way that I can't yep. do here on my desktop. So, again, I- I'm just going to be really curious to see what some of your experiences are because I think everyone has different hooks and different triggers for this experience makes sense mobile, mm-hmm. this experience sucks mobile, this experience brought me back into games that I never thought I would revisit. You know? So that, that to me I think is the wonder of the Steam Deck is you get to sort of re-explore all of these things that you thought you knew and that mm-hmm. difference in where you play them matters a lot.
0: Yeah, no, no. I, I mean, I, again, it it for me for sure. I'm going to be testing out all, my all my entire library, uh, one game at a time. And then I, uh, I think I got enough points from buying the Steam Deck to be able to get a free game. So I got like about seventy thousand oh, nice. points when you're doing that because they do the points thing with them. Sure. Um So I think I have a total of like eighty-eight thousand, which is roughly eighty-eight dollars, to be able to buy maybe one or two games on the on, or maybe even some bundles. I want to be able to pick up some nice yeah. little small collection for for trips. Well, and
1: a, and. It, you know, like, start hitting those Humble Bundles again, too. Because, yeah, yeah, like, yeah. when those packs come in, man, like... Oh, absolutely. I've gotten so many games Humble Bundle style. And so, like, you know, I look at my Steam Deck and I'm like, yeah, I'm, I'm only... I've only installed about 10% of my Steam Deck catalog, let alone, you know, what I've got from Epic, let alone the games that I'm also playing over Game Pass. <laughs> yeah
0: <know>? no <laughs> like I, I, so I've, silly. There, there's that's the possible that's the incredible thing about it although i'm coming in pretty late to it a lot have been a lot has been developed and been improved on it over the uh, over the months so i feel pretty comfortable coming into it at this stage with a lot more resources to be able to help uh, get more things running and, and enjoying more stuff yeah um, I, well, I see... and, and like tech odyssey oh, is saying here also cuphead yeah yeah yeah, yeah.
1: yeah. I, i'm yeah, always sure. gonna agree man some really good platformers you can uh kinds of games are just brilliant i replayed through Dondara for the third time just because i could <laughs> on my steam deck and it's so satisfying when you're when you're kind of zipping and wall jumping and stuff like that okay. um it, it also i don't know if, if adam has played it but the cuphead uh dlc is is excellent like oh, i wow. loved the way that they added on to sort of the cuphead vibe it's, it's a very short little chunk of extra gameplay and uh, again for a game that can be infuriatingly contra like difficult mm-hmm. um, it was i thought it was really really well done uh on some some extra some extra gameplay there
0: oh he already beat he already beat the dlc of course at yeah on top of that no, I, um, it was definitely – it was actually very nice to hang out with Adam a little bit uh, during the EFA trip as well. We got a chance to – Only
1: a little bit, though, him. Adam. It was only nice for a little bit. So TK was very specific in his language. You're very cool, nice. only a little bit.
0: Yeah, it all, it, 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 it all went to – no. So uh, true story, though. Um, <laughs> it's like, no. Oh, wait, well, hold on. Let me clarify. So, <laughs> let me clarify. On, on, a, on, a, on, a, on, a, on a side note to, to the entire trip. I had a, and this is more of a personal thing. I was, I was suffering from a massive heartburn issue through the whole trip. It oh, started, no. it started in Idaho and I had no way of like the whole time I had. A I mean, they just
1: say that about Idaho in general.
0: So, I don't know. It must have been the, No, no, I don't think it was the potato, but it started in Idaho and it would just not go. Um, and I was trying to uh, manage it with Pepcid, uh not Pepsi, with with uh, Alka-Seltzer. So I, I literally mm-hmm. bought, like I was running Alka-Seltzer, like it was going out of style and then Ew, um adam hooked me up with uh he apparently had a couple extra pepsi uh, I, I never thought of the picking up pepsi um and that worked like magic and so i i do want to say thank you thank you adam for for saving me because it, my entire trip would have been very different like serious consistent heartburn was horrible it made me miserable all day um but yeah uh when we were in hamburg hanging out uh i i I had to borrow (laughs) and not borrow it's not like i'm gonna give back but i mean i appreciate it uh i will definitely uh i'll get you back next time (laughs) i see you adam (laughs) adam the medicine man.
1: little heartburn care package (laughs) nicely with ribbon yeah
0: absolutely bow tie and everything uh and it'll be in dutch too just to make sure that the story kind of sticks to it uh (laughs) yeah (laughs) that's like the medicine man (laughs) yeah no um it, it was yeah so I will I will say this it was it was everything nice um honor did a really good job and I really appreciate them allowing us to be part of that experience um and uh yeah it, I mean it was we got stuck on the train on the way back but otherwise it was decent I mean it was <laughs> we had there was some kids playing on the tracks apparently in Germany some trains go through areas where kids can play on tracks and then the police so they stop oh yeah the
1: that kind of makes, makes sense like there was this one part um where Jaime and I were walking through and you're like oh Somehow we've ended up on train tracks yeah, in this uh, neighborhood.
0: <laughs> so huh. You'd think there'd would, be a fence. You, you would think. <laughs> but this situation got to the point where they, first they weren't able to... So there were kids on the tracks, but they couldn't locate all the kids. So we were stuck in the train for about an hour and a half waiting for them to locate all the kids and then put them... To be able to let the trains go through. So it took them that long. It was that... That much. Of That's terrible. I mean, the <laughs>
1: obvious joke is like, well, how else are they gonna learn? But oh, yeah, okay. that that'd be terrible. If
0: anything, I will be sending you, you that fifty-eight cents goes. with interest. Uh, you know, post haste. uh you know, I will. I will. Fox I mean, you could just you. Do, oh, do it right now,
1: TK. You could just like Zelle or Venmo <laughs> or Cash App or something. I don't. I see...
0: can, I can PayPal him. You know. Do, uh, do I mean? Do I need
1: to front you? To, are, are Are you not good for the fifty-eight cents? Can do you need I, me to hit up Adam and you can get back to me I'm,
0: I'm i'm gonna i'm actually gonna say maybe i'll ask both of you guys I mean, you today. just bought a steam deck so i don't know i don't know actually. what's going on with so adam i had the 58 cents but then when i spent the 700 <laughs> but and then, something but then I spent... that kind of covered the 58 I had cents had it that is 695 and... but then and I, I, got
1: was... the <laughs> I got the email <laughs> oh
0: my god um speaking of though speaking of events and things like that did you register for ces
1: I mean I put it in. I I genuinely don't know what's going to go on these last. Oh, no, so I I didn't go to CES last year. This obviously. Year. The 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 or yeah, this year, this last CES. Oh, um the last one that was public before the pandemic, I took that one off cuz I thought like, hey, oh, that's... that's right.
0: That's right. That was the so year you were yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it's yeah, been right 3
1: now. years and unfortunately, because of the jobs that I'm working right now, Unless a client is really, like, stoked to, like, book me and send me. Okay. I might need to stay just because I'll make more money covering it remote than actually being there on the ground. So I genuinely don't know. I mean, I I put in my, I got the email and I put in my registration and everything. And, and you know, I I think I'll still get approved on my own merits. I hope Um, so. But, again, like. Like if it's a reviews.org thing or if it's a slick deals thing or if if maybe there's another sponsorship or something and they, mm-hmm. they seem like they're excited to have some on-the-ground coverage, then great. Otherwise, it's a lot harder to get my bills paid out in Vegas yeah. This, yeah, oh, I, than it used no, to be. It, there
0: is no reason – like, I mean, for me this January, I – honestly, it was down to two companies. It was OnePlus and it was TCL. OnePlus pulled out at the end, I think it was like right before they, they had a whole bunch of things yeah. planned and then they pulled out. And it was TCL that made, that made it for me worth it to go because of some of the technology. And that's what that happened to me was like,
1: three years ago is like I had two clients lined up and they were like, yeah. yeah, we're really looking for this kind of on the spot. We'll want to look at some PC building. We're going to do this.
0: Mm-hmm. And then
1: both of them pulled and you're like, you know what? I don't need to front my own costs to go to CES. I'll take it a year off. What's the worst that could happen?
0: My most last words, words, my friend. Right? Uh, I'm real good at that. What could happen? (laughs) What (laughs) What would happen? No way. No way anything could go wrong. Uh, Three years later, (laughs) same song. No, um, I I, I registered with the intention this time to be a little bit more nimble. So I'm not sure if the family is going to want to come with me. This year when we went to CES, we came back with COVID. So it wasn't really the best experience for for everybody. Um, Although we are smarter and better and obviously in January, it was a different world. It's hard to say this, but, I mean, nine months ago, it was a different world. Uh, really four was. months ago, was a different world. Like, you know, uh, MWC, to me, was very different. Um, IFA, even IFA was still not 100%. And um, the uh, the entire show was actually held very differently. They allowed uh, the public to come in on day two, like on, on September 2nd, where typically yeah. they would come in a few days later before the families and the kids. And but had, but like, it kind of makes ex- sense.
1: Yeah.
0: They need the traffic. They need the traffic. I understand. Yeah. Um, it was like Saturday and you see, you know, kids standing on their tippy toes trying to reach out to the Nova 9, Nova 10 Pro Huawei's booth. It was cute, but it was like, uh, move kid. I got to get the shot. Just that. And also
1: you're filthy. Ew. Children.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Like, that's how I'm going to get COVID before going back home. That's how it was going to be. That's how you
1: get stuck. Like, I guess I can't get back on this international flight.
0: Yeah, no, but, um, it was a very different experience though. Seriously. uh, Like going to MWC was all about testing, submitting forms, entry forms, exit forms, PCR testing—all so of that stuff had to be done and, and submitted. Yeah. And then this time it was like COVID didn't exist, like with the um, exception of. Really like, anxious, the, anxious
1: the next time someone brings up like a Computex because oh, all compute- of the legwork—that's going to be still to, to hard. Like, yeah,
0: Asia still it's very. It's going to be
1: a mess, and like, it's, man, it's if you yeah. want me to do that, that's going to be expensive. Very to keep me so, out there for a Computex
0: going to asia right now requires uh testing before and before flying 2 days quarantining 2 days getting in there and then testing and quarantining once you're yeah. there for a few days as well oh, so it's yeah. not a simple process it's not a simple process at all so it's freaking um, me out
1: because there have been some conversations like with some of the producers that I work with like well yeah. what do we want to do about this trade show uh, no one really talked to bifa that wasn't something that i th- that a lot of uh a lot of my producers were really looking at. Um, and again, IFA is a kind of a different kind of trade show, but man, when it comes to like the PC parts, the, the CPU announcements, motherboards, graphics cards, there was some chatter and you're like, logistically,
0: yeah, I don't yeah. see
1: how we can make this happen. Like it doesn't make sense. And, and unless you send me out there with like a selfie stick, Getting a couple people on a team it, to shoot tough. and produce content is is incredibly difficult right now.
0: No, no, absolutely. And I think it, we're we're still a little bit away from any kind of events being conducted in Asia at this point. It's also hard for people from Asia to travel outside. I mean, they can come here, but it's hard for them to go back. So even though, <laughs> you know, yeah, for sure.
1: it, it's 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 funny, like. Um, uh, the, the, we, we talk about like, whatever this new normal is going to look like, and there are still so many unknowns, uh, like how we're going to figure all this stuff out. And uh, uh, I, I, like, again, like if I could predict any of this, I would be a far richer man than I am now, But but trying to oh. think about CES now...
0: It was a surprise. I I was kind of surprised to see that the email came out this early in September. I was expecting it maybe right. like October or something, but then I guess everybody got like you know they're anxious to kind of get things kicked up and get 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 the event in front of people's faces, letting them know that it's it you know even those 2020, 2022 was not the best CES. It was a it was a comeback kind of an event, and hopefully this year, uh, people you know more companies will show up, and they'll still going to be obviously more protocols and so on. Um, uh, Honestly, with the exception of Lufthansa, the airline that I decided to take to go to Berlin for the Mm -hmm. event, having a strict requirement on all German flights in and out of Germany to wear masks, that would have been the only exception. Otherwise, most people would probably that, you know, there would have been no requirement at all. So that was the interesting part. But, uh, you know, it was still good. Uh, I think it was still very... You know, interesting as a show it was nice to to walk around. Uh, you know, the event got a chance to you know uh, meet up with some of my buddies again, Adam and some of the other guys from there as well. So uh, hopefully we'll see we'll see how CES comes around. I know it's a f- three months, three and a half months away, but uh, mm-hmm. a whole bunch of things can change from now till then, and hopefully. Even if we end up doing just a one day thing, I think for me, it's worth it. Uh, If I'm able to line up some things, I can just go in early in the morning, like I used to finish it up. And by the end of the day, catch the late flight, come back home and then call it, call it a done deal. Not have to spend, you know, the, the thousand plus in hotels. I really,
1: I really want to talk to Marie, like, you know, for spending the thousand plus on hotels and stuff. I I mean, like, there's still that thing I want to see, like not to be on the strip. I love, like, those little ranches that are kind of off-off strip. And you Mm -hmm. can do things like horseback riding or zip lining all up in the mountains and in the hills. And I still think, like, man, even if I don't cover CES legit on the show floor, like, Marie Lex and I just three or four days out by the pool eating ridiculous food, maybe taking a horseback ride yeah, yeah I just feel like that's that's exactly the kind of thing we'll need come January after years of pandemic living. No, so no, even absolutely. even if like CES isn't a thing and, and like I can kind of kind of make make my mortgage payment with whatever coverage I end up getting assigned um, I, I really feel like I gotta take some cash and really just find a good unplug. Um, yeah, some downtime or some, some recoup time after that.
0: Oh man. Oh, see Jeff, Jeff's in the chat with us. Hey man, hope you're doing well. Um, yeah, no, man, I I've done it many, many times, uh, prior to my family coming with me. I typically would not spend that much time. I would just literally fly. And I, cause it from LA, there's so many, uh, spirit airline flights that go, um, like constant from LAX. I would yeah. grab the first one in the morning. I pay the $35 uh, all day parking for the on on-site parking for LAX right. because it's a one day, right? It's a 24 hour thing. So it's actually yeah. cheaper for me. Saves me time from having to take shuttles, go all over the place. And, um, by like six 30 at night, go f- catch the flight back home, be back home at around nine 30 or 10, uh, I'll be exhausted, but it, it would get mm-hmm. me what I needed at the time. So we'll have to see, we'll see what's going on. We'll see how many people come, you know, go, um, I think the biggest thing that I felt bad about earlier this year was the fact that OnePlus was originally going to show the OnePlus 10 Pro at CES. That was the original thing, because it was launching at the same time in China. And then they they said, peace. And then, you know, with with the concerns and everything like that, they they, uh, ended up basically postponing it to MWC, which I got a chance to see it in MWC. But obviously, that was like two months after it was already launched in China, and everybody was already buying them and bringing them in, so...
1: Well, and, and I think uh, if, if I can make any wild uh, speculative predictions for the yeah. end of 2022 and the beginning of 2023 is uh, I believe the United States is going to continue to fall even farther behind all of the really exciting tech I, coming from yeah. all these other manufacturers. I, I, I was uh, lurking and, and being a snarky butt on Ike's stream uh, earlier this evening. And he's he was just sharing his thoughts with the Xiaomi 12S Ultra. Yeah. And you're like, man, this is a phone that is a remarkable specimen of mobile photography, content creation. It's a powerhouse device. And we don't have anything analogous to this in the USA. The companies that are going to be most likely to make a, a direct competing phone to the 12S Ultra are companies like Vivo that mm-hmm. do not sell in the USA. Maybe in a couple of years we'll get a Moto or a OnePlus that are starting to use this kind of technology in their in their optics and in their camera stack. And you're like, I don't even see it from Samsung. Like we're gonna be two years behind the 12 S Ultra. And to me it's it's like a safe bet that this is going to be a museum phone um, just because it's going to take the United States so long to get something competitive like that,
0: it is. It and it's, um, yeah, I, I have to agree. There's, there's really not much to say. I mean, we've seen the the indications, and year after year, we always keep falling back and back and back. And it, and you know, ever since OnePlus has you know been merged back into uh, Oppo, we've seen a lot more Oppo. Oppo's launch cycle uh, approach to things. So, yeah. I mean understandable. It is. Uh, but but I said
1: twelve Ultra and a random Barry Johnson appeared. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, oh did you I precious. knew I'd have him on that.
0: <laughs> the precious. <laughs> you have mentioned it. the precious. Um, the precious. No, I know. Um, It's still still a device I need to pry out of your fingers at some point in the future. (laughs) At some point with uh, the X80 Pro and all the other... I, uh, I had to
1: write that piece on my Patreon. Like, I literally have not been able to finish my camera deep dive because I can't stop using the 12S Ultra to shoot photos and videos of other projects that I'm working on. Like... It's maybe the slowest I've been at collecting these samples, and it's the highest praise I can give a smartphone camera is mm-hmm. I can't stop using it long enough to review it.
0: That's <laughs> that's <laughs> spidey sense was tingling. Yes, <laughs> I like that. Jeff was like, right, spidey sense was tingling. No, absolutely. Well, Barry's with with us earlier in the uh, you know in the stream as well, so kicking it with us. Um, I think the other thing for me, at least for from a technology standpoint, you know, we know that the X eighty Pro Plus is, uh, I think, was just mm-hmm. announced, right? Uh, not that long, was it announced, or is it still going to be announced soon? I don't know.
1: I actually haven't heard anything. Well, so here's the thing: is the the team that I've done work with with Vivo, mm-hmm. I don't hear anything until an international launch is imminent. And okay. again, if Vivo is looking at doing like. Plus version of their Pro, yeah. something tells me the main focus is going to be the eighth Plus, the Chinese yeah. market. Oh, and okay. it'll be a while before there's like a, a larger push or a wider distribution push for an international version. Yeah, it's yeah. the same thing because like iQOO has that issue too, where they're sort of off generation right now. Mm-hmm. So you've got the Nine Pro and the Nine T in most international markets, but they're on the Tens. And talking about launching the Elevens in China, oh, I, it's it's a very confused product distribution chart well, where different yeah. numbers kind of indicate different regions. So I, I would be concerned, like if we see like a Chinese variant of the Vivo X eighty Pro, and it's a Pro Plus or Pro Ultra or whatever they decide to call it, Pro
0: Plus, that doesn't Ultra necessarily Max, yeah.
1: mean we're going to get, exactly, the Ultra Magnus version. I don't know. He was a pretty good Transformer, I guess. Um,
0: oh, okay, far hands. It doesn't necessarily
1: mean we're, we're going to see any any uh, roadmap, any direct roadmap or timeline for international distribution. Um, it, it's just sort of whatever we kind of land on. And, and I'll be really curious to see what they do. I'm not sure what an X80 Pro is going to change. My guess would be X80 Pro Plus uh, refreshed SoC, so it Mm -hmm. moves away from the HN1. But then I don't know that they'll swap out the camera sensor just because they've been doing so well training the current GNV Mm -hmm. with their coprocessor. But there's plenty of room for them to spruce up their telephoto cameras, maybe even add some extra functionality to the ultra-wide Maybe that's where a Pro Plus makes sense. So, otherwise, there really isn't much that can pace or outperform an X80 Pro. Um, You know, making a more premium version of their premium phone is going to be a very narrow and niche kind of solution for a phone that's already...
0: pretty niche the x80 pro more premium maybe that will be the the yeah (laughs) with with
1: seven percent more premiums
0: than the rest of the x80 pros on the market today right and it will load your applications Uh, 0.5 percent faster no i i I get it It, it's it's oh see and barry
1: johnson is saying that yeah the rumors are pointing to telephoto and, and possibly ultra wide performance and like that's good I mean, again, there are some tangible benefits. Um, like, I've been spending a lot of time recently with the Axon 40 Ultra, been yeah. spending a lot of time with the Xiaomi 12S Ultra. You can do really interesting things with better companion sensors. Um, you know, it's why I still kind of prefer picking up my OnePlus 9 Pro over my OnePlus 10 Pro. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, I definitely feel like for the telephoto specifically, that's probably the weakest spot of the X80 Pro is you can't shoot video from those telephotos. You can't shoot the same higher quality 4K60 from those telephotos. And they don't perform great in lower light conditions. So yeah, that is one area you can spruce it up. I don't know that it's worth it to a company to mass produce, ship internationally with wide distribution and make a whole other skew of a phone just to include a better uh, telephoto camera sensor and an eight plus gen
0: one care, yeah, I don't know you, that, that that really makes the company a lot more money to X9. To X90. Like that. Exactly. exactly. Yeah. It yeah, yeah, makes more sense for sure. Point. No, no, I'm, I'm with you. Uh, but speaking of things that may never make it to the U S since we're talking about Vivo and X80 pro plus and plus ultra Magnum and uh, ultra premium uh, version of the X80, um, Sony decided at least Sony, Japan, not even Sony U S or international, um, Oops. What was that? What was that plastic? Like, come on, clean up your lenses. Uh, I'm sorry. Yeah, it's just there's not... so much junk on my desk. No, no, no. That's what I was saying. I was, I was <laughs>
1: So this is part of uh, what will be an un- a boxing part of a video for a product that I'm not allowed to talk about. So well, now, now I, we know I all, broke, embargo you broke embargo. embargo with, with this little piece with... of Jeez, <laughs> that got stuck to my X eighty Pro because my desk is filthy. It is proper disgusting right now,
0: dude. no, don't worry about it. it. But gross. no, um, so Sony <laughs> dropped a little little teaser on their on their on their Instagram. I want to say even on their YouTube channel on the Sony Experience mm-hmm. side, there's a new dock. A gaming <gasps> dock made specifically for the Xperia One Mark IV. Now, obviously, we don't have the One Mark IV already anyway, so it's not like it's really impacting the U.S. market. But for for markets that have it, it's they, they, there's no time or a specific amount, a dollar amount yet specified or how much it's going to be. But the dock itself adds better cooling, so actual yep. fan cooling to the actual uh, to the uh, to, to the uh, Xperia One Mark IV. And um, adds uh basically RJ forty five connection, so you get full size Ethernet, and if I'm not mistaken, um, better streaming USB to and the, audio. USB and audio. So you're you're getting true like Sony's really going into the first party accessories game heads on lately. Like yeah. from the grip um, to the audio input to the uh, to the display now with the Xperia One Mark Four. And the Xperia Five Mark Four, both supporting the external display, they're really trying to mm-hmm. leverage all of their suite of uh, you know accessories, and I'm really digging this. Now, no word, obviously, on the Xperia Five support. This is primarily for the One Mark Four, um, and it looks so. Here's my hope, and, my but,
1: hope is that since we see um, the Xperia One Mark Four getting this kind of hyper-specific accessory. That this means we're not going to be changing the form factor for the One Mark Five next year. Hopefully, I hope I'm we really, get yeah at least the same two generations of phones that to support can use that this. accessory. Yeah, yeah. that's that's my hope. And and again, there's not really much that I would change on the One Mark Four. I mean, it's it's just the sort of practical generational improvements that hopefully we'll see to the SoC, to the thermal mm-hmm. performance, to the cooling. Oh, absolutely. Um, the I... cameras are already ballered. I don't mm-hmm. really feel like they need to tweak much there. So if Sony can kind of hold off, I would be totally fine with an Xperia 1 Mark IV S and keep accessories compatible so that you don't feel like your your investment into the Sony ecosystem is immediately disposable because a new phone just came out.
0: No, absolutely. And I, and I, I follow with you. I think I, absolutely this is a good way to look at it because the grip itself that we're talking about originally was released with the ZV-1. It wasn't even released with the Xperia yeah. series. And oh, then yeah, it was great. transposed later on to work with the Xperia, uh, Xperia Pro-i first, obviously with the rear display, and then 1 Mark IV and the 5 Mark IV. Um, I can't speak to the 10, uh, Xperia 10 series since we never have. Yeah, it in the I've US. never gotten my hands on any of the I, 10s. I, and I suggested it, by the way, when I was in Canada, I told him, I said, look, if there are anything you wanted to do to help make the story of Sony a little bit, even more accessible, especially with uh, U.S. market, there's no reason why we can't have the 10. I don't, you know, the five is definitely still a champ at a thousand dollars, um, I feel like the ten could still do a pretty decent, uh, you know, get you a pretty decent chunk, at least for people that are interested in Sony that may not necessarily want to jump up to the 5 or the 1, but still want to be able to experience a more budget-friendly version of it. So they do have it, but we'll have to see if the ten ever makes it to the US. Um, yeah. But I was exciting. I was excited to see that because it was out of the blue. I didn't hear anything from any of our PR friends. Well, I just it, saw it, it the felt, thing on Instagram.
1: It felt <laughs> really good because, what was it, Sony just had that recent partnership with... What company was it? Backbone?
0: Is it uh, where they made no, the official uh,
1: PlayStation version of of their controller? But it's only iPhone compatible. And you're like Sony. <laughs> hey, by the way, you make Android phones. Maybe do something. something uh, yeah. um, so I was real salty about that. Like evolve of of the control interfaces and all of the gameplay that I would most want. It would be a Sony controller style grip. Yep. um for an android device and then all of a sudden they're like oh well we're not doing that but if you really want to play games we've got this thing that's going to run your xperia one you know, <laughs> pretty pretty cooler, well, like and, and, oh no, and give you ethernet <laughs> capabilities for online gameplay
0: so i do want to mention one th- one quick thing for to ask sam on this so the uh the heating issue is something that so i did you know it was definitely brought up during the time we were there uh we talked to them about it um uh, to my understanding, and I would love for anybody that has an Xperia One Mark IV, because I don't have one with me, we 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 got hands on with early prototype hardware. We don't have access to yep. the production style yet. Um, if you have an Xperia Five One, Xperia One Mark IV, um, and you do by any chance also own the Bluetooth grip that Sony sells, that so if you have the the adapter with the mm-hmm. handle, if you could try for me in connecting it together and then go into your Video Pro app and let me know if there's a mode that turns on and they're called endurance mode. Uh, Sony indicated to me that there is an option that they, they pushed an update to the Xperia one Mark four. Uh, unfortunately they didn't have any Xperia one Mark fours on, on, on hand You're at right. the time. We only had everything else. And it always the way it, it's, it's just, I, I understand the, the, the USPR team doesn't, I mean, with the exception of the five Mark four, which, you know, you and I obviously had access to early, but we were still looking at early yeah. prototype hardware that update didn't get pushed to us. So we didn't have that feature in the, in that version of the device. Uh, but I would be interested nope. if somebody has it. I know Adam has the One Mark IV, but I don't know if he has the grip. Uh, if you can just let me know if that that feature shows up. Because if that's true, then there may be something Sony is working on to help with the heat concerns when it comes to prolonged usage, um, especially when shooting in 4K60 or short 4K120. Yeah, uh, Adam's remote. saying he doesn't
1: have that accessory. So, again, it's something oh, okay. we will we, we'll have to keep on the radar. I, I, yeah yeah I definitely and that's again, why the case to, is, by to, the way that's
0: why the cooling <clears> case <throat> is there. The gaming case has a cooling fan built into it to provide now yeah, i, I really want to see
1: if it's like a proper thermo electric cooler because I love my game sir yeah like that oh, thing oh, yeah. is so great uh as a controller like for also kind of keeping your temperatures in check and it does like drop the the back temperature of your phone much. oh yeah noticeably. for
0: an air cooler it's surprisingly. It's surprising how well you're able to drop the temperature on that flat surface inside when when you're running the air. Correctly. Yeah, I mean, but but
1: that's it, what I mean is like the game sir is not air. The game sir is a thermo. It's a it's oh. a Peltier cooler.
0: Yeah, yeah, but I think Sony's experience the Sony one at, least, at last time. So I that's what I didn't know done. is is like yeah, I haven't seen like
1: the it, specs on it. It looks yeah. like it could be a Peltier cooler. We'll have to see because yeah, of yeah. the way that they're 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 kind of enclosing the rear shell shell, shell of the phone, and that would yeah. be immensely exciting an air cooler. That's fine. That is definitely going to help.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: But man, when you start playing around with those electric cooling pads, like they're ridiculous how well they work.
0: They'll uh, have to check but, it. but to yeah. have
1: Sam's kind of comments on on the heating issues, it's it's definitely a concern, but it's not one of the things that I ever consider a deal breaker for the people that are most going to like what a Sony can do and mm-hmm. what makes a Sony special or different. Yeah. Um, when you go into it you just got to know like you've got harsher limits than on other phones but at the same time I've not found many other phones that are as as consistent and as uh, informative like the phone is warning you aggressively when you're starting to run hot it knows that you're prioritizing the camera so it turns off other things and mm-hmm. then they're still the most consistent clips that i've shot from any phones so i did a a whole camera comparison and a rundown and sure my xiaomi says it's recording 60 frames per second video it might not actually be recording 60 frames per second video my axon is amazing it shoots 120 frames per second across all rear all three rear cameras it might not really be shooting 120 frames per second across all three rear cameras. So Reality so matters, I always yeah. feel like the the conversation is always skewed by techies who really don't know WTF, they're really talking about when it comes to cameras and performance. But so far in Android land, Sony has actually delivered the most accurate depiction of what this should look like in terms of a phone that acts like a camera. Yeah. You don't need that then there are plenty of other devices that look like they perform better. If you need the consistency of clips, if you need your clips to have fewer errors, fewer dropped frames, more consistent frame rates, Sony's the only game in town. I mean, yeah. they're the only uh, company right now that I trust to actually deliver that information accurately. Um, but that also means I know I'm going to be shooting in much shorter bursts on, on
0: I- a Sony. And for me, in in my testing time that were, with the with the five Mark IV, I had I hit the the temperature limit a few times. But in I'm not trying to defend the camera, but it was already 108 outside when I was going out to take pictures because we got the phones literally in the middle of a heat wave that was rolling through Southern yep. California, and it was just it, there was just no way escaping it. You wake up in the morning and no. it was 85. It's like yeah. you you had no break of the heat. We're finally getting through some of it now. Where I mean, today was. It was beautiful today. It was, like, It was great. No, We opened the window. Oh, Barry, you
1: dirty for that. One, I bet the Sony would do a great job of taking pictures of steps. I mean, (laughs) I don't know how to rank a camera unless we're taking awful, terribly composed photos of really boring landmarks with no definable subject and horrific composition. I mean... I guess it's the only way that we can kind of grade camera performance when we're looking at smartphone reviews. Because that's uh, how you do it. I I feel like I've been doing this wrong my entire career. Like I've been trying to find interesting subjects and frame them appropriately and find good lighting. And what I needed to do was just sort of of nowhere. I mean, going generically point my camera at the side of an uninteresting building and then still somehow manage to make the building look even more dull than it would look in real life and i i apologize uh to all the people that have been watching my videos i i i completely missed the boat on what folks seem to care about for camera comparisons, comparisons. so i'm i'm sorry <laughs>
0: Oh man, come oh, I'm on. Sorry. Barry, 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 Barry's, Barry's basically all over the place at this point. He's he's, he's like I'm the cameras. No, I mean, well obviously... he's making
1: this joke because I've been on two other live streams today in the chat making the exact same joke. So <laughs> he's bringing it to our stream right yeah. now appropriately because I don't think that's going to be a joke I'm going to let go of anytime soon. We've seen Not... some. So again, I mean, this isn't, this is what's frustrating is like, I don't want to be in a position where I have to defend Apple. um, But I feel like the inconsistency of tech reporting is doing a disservice to Apple customers and consumers. You're all over the place. You really, if you're in iOS land, I think you are getting horrible information on what to expect from things like these new iPhone 14 Pro Max cameras. Mm -hmm. I I think the kinds of comparisons that people are lining up are doing a terrible disservice to the casual people who might just try they're they're just trying to educate themselves on what a new smartphone purchase might look like and you get these showdowns like s22 ultra versus iphone 14 pro max and you look at these photos and you're like how have you gone so far out of your way to make both of these phones look like hot garbage I saw we, we were joking about one. It was the iPhone 13 Pro, the S22 Ultra, and the Xiaomi 12S Ultra. And you're like, how did you manage to make... All, all three of these phones should be incredible. Absolutely. All three of these phones should be able to deliver top-notch, especially, like, consumer point-and-shoot kinds of photos. Like, yeah. yeah, I definitely have a bias for sensor size. I'm going to side with the phone that gives me the more camera-like camera like capabilities. And that to me is the Xiaomi, but you get to the end of this and there are these miserable comparisons, these horribly composed shots. They're not even consistent. Like you'd have one where the building is like center punched in one shot and then it's like way off to the side in another phone's. So you're like, you're metering all of the matrix, all of the color processing, all the HDR would be totally different. And then they're pointing to these and saying like, well, clearly this is the phone that's taking the better photos. And you get to the end of it and they're like, well, I guess Xiaomi misses again. And you're like, you made all of them look terrible and you made sort of the best performing camera look the worst. Like, I don't know that I could go out of my way to purposely shoot content that bad. You know, it's like when you have to be in an absolutely amazing singer to be able to consistently sing off key, right? I am not a good enough photographer to go out of my way to make an iPhone 13 Pro, to make an S22 Ultra, or to make a Xiaomi 12S Ultra look this bad. I'm not skilled enough to do it on purpose. <laughs> you know, God would have to be better. So again, that, that's kind of where he's coming from with these jokes. And I've been making these jokes on other people's live streams. So it's, it's totally fair that they're coming back to me. But I, I, I really feel for consumers right now because the iPhone 14 Pro offers something you uh, sort of fresh and new for iPhone consumers. It's something that we've been playing with since the Galaxy S20 Ultra. Here in Android land, mm-hmm. we're pretty well versed on these m- much much larger pixel binning sensors, brilliant stuff on Pixels, brilliant stuff on VivOs, like we kind of get it now. Yeah. If you were an iPhone consumer, this could actually be a, a, a purchase motive. A, 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 this this could actually motivate a purchase. Like this could convince you to flip your phone sooner than you might have otherwise bought a new phone. Yeah. This type of new camera sensor technology is fascinating. It has such a a, a, a tangible, unique perk. It, it delivers this this new look. And this mm-hmm. new feel, it's a more photographic look for your photos. Like I said, if you've ever seen any of my Vivo coverage, Pixel coverage, your coverage on the S, uh, the, the Galaxy S series, mm-hmm. we're familiar with this here. iPhone consumers are not. And if they're not educated on why this is different and why it performs the way it does, and they look at these ridiculous camera comparisons of like the most boring, horribly composed office building photos in noonday light with hard shadows and, like, no definable subject, then they're going to walk away from this going, oh, I guess smartphone cameras are still the crappy cameras, and I guess I just need a real camera to take the real photos. And it just drives me crazy, because, like, what we can do now with mobile is astounding. And so few techies really seem capable of, of of drawing out what makes this stuff new and unique and fun, but they're all about shooting like cinema for their reviews on standalone mirrorless gear. And you're like, yeah, but you can't even use your smartphone camera. Like why no. are you doing a camera review? You've I shown think... me. I should If a techie shows you that they can't take good photos with a phone camera, just believe them that they are bad at taking That's photos. Don't don't blame the phones. The phones are doing some incredible stuff these days. But be, be, believe the techie when they say, oh, "I don't know these smartphone cameras kind of suck." And you're like, "Yeah," because you're a terrible photographer. This is it, hilarious.
0: It seriously is. With most phones, even with most phones, even with um, more budget-side friendly devices, in good enough lighting, there is very few devices that will take a really bad picture. You you should be able to take decent pictures even with, again, lower-end, lower, end, lower uh cameras. And it depends on the composition. It depends on how you're using the camera and being comfortable using the camera and getting used to it. Uh, to me, it it really it does it's a disservice to anybody that's trying to look up and trying to do some research to stumble on something like that because it, at the end of the day it hurts it not only does it hurt the device that you're trying to shine on it's the it hurts the other devices by just by association for some reason so to me i i worry it, and it's just, but it's repetitive. It just keeps going and going and going. I'm like, new devices come out, new comparisons come out, and we we get similar, you know, examples. But I mean, like,
1: I've been doing... I've been calling this kind of this kind of junk out since I saw CNET give a, <laughs> a give a poor review to the camera performance. <laughs> Very, I on love that the Lumia I, uh... 1020. Oh yeah, yeah. And I remember, like, oh man, they got the Lumia 1020. I was super excited about the Lumia 1020. I, I think I had already been shooting on. Some of the Nokia phones for a while, and I'm reading this article, just like, well, the iPhone is a far superior camera system, and it does this, and it does that, and it's so hard to use the 1020. And you're like, what are you talking about? Like, no one who owned the 1020 got bad shots out of the 1020. You definitely had to plan ahead. It was a slow camera system. Oh yeah, talk um, about shutter lag today. Yeah, absolutely. That's even Samsung has
0: shutter lag, but yeah, no.
1: But but like. You would have had to have blend like a blind, half lobotomized ground squirrel to take bad photos on the Lumia 1020 for its time. And now I'm seeing the same thing again. Like, I, if yeah. you've ever fired up one of the Galaxy Ultras, I'm not a fan of Samsung's JPEG processing. I think their HDR is unicorn barf garbage. And if you shoot a raw file off of a Note 22, that photo data is gorgeous. Your ability to edit and to craft the image that you want to capture is astonishing. Yeah. A Vivo, similarly. A Pixel, similarly. The Xiaomi, this 12S Ultra is just a monster in terms of optical performance. And I'm just looking at like these major uh, tech review outlets and I'm looking at these images, just how? How do you hate your eyes so much that you're shooting photos this poor to try and inform your readers on what's going on in the world of smartphone photography just makes me so crazy. It's so bad.
0: No, absolutely. And I think it's... uh, All I have to say is it's sad that it's still going on, but I think at the end of the day, we we need more creators, more content creators that are... I mean, it's good to look around, obviously, and check out different creators oh, to see how the I things. I mean, are so
1: going. so we we've got a pretty good crew. I mean, you know, like uh, uh, Barry has been talking up camera sensors. You and me, we've been talking up camera oh, yeah, yeah. capabilities and stuff like that. But genuinely, and, and and I mean this, like as much as you can listen to guys like us and some of the other people that I think are making some reasonable, like sort of commentary on smartphone camera tech, we're getting to a point in smartphone camera technology where it's really starting to make more sense to listen to actual photographers over most techies. Like, go and hit people that that shoot Sony like Miguel Quiles um, Mm -hmm. almost always does some kind of Sony follow-up whenever there's a new phone. He's an incredible portrait photographer, magazine photographer. He knows what he's talking about with controlling light and optics. Um, I, 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 I keep sort of bugging their Twitter account and I might start harassing their YouTube channel, but like the folks over at DP review, Mm -hmm. When they cover a phone, they don't cover very many phones, but when they cover a phone, you get an actual representation of what you can do with that optical system beyond just, well, you know, basic people are stupid, so they're just going to push a button and take crappy photos. Like, they actually try to use a phone camera to do things with it, as opposed to falling back on this lazy shield of, I don't need to improve my technique, I don't need to do anything better or different. I don't need to do any examination. I can just say smartphone cameras are are garbage, that it's good if you have nothing else, and that's all they're really supposed to be used for because average consumer. They have an estimation of people using these products that's much, much higher. They have a conversation about photography and composition and light and processing and what you can do with these files and they respect their audience enough to have that conversation at a functional level. And techies have completely lost the plot. At the same time that we're talking about $1,000 plus phones, techies are talking to their audience as if they're blithering idiots. And they're showing that data as if they were almost non-functional corporeal forms. Like... They have the worst disdain for the people reading and watching their content, and yet somehow they're still acting like this is informed commentary. So step away from the techies. If you care about mobile photography, listen to people that are actually good photographers, photographers, and you'll get a much different perspective on what makes this stuff work. And you'll get a much higher tier level of what you can do with these things because they're deserving, you can do things on your phone that most techies would never assume that you could do
0: yeah no i'm with you I, I, didn't, I think this is the biggest thing we're we're getting to the point where people choose their phones based on the camera and the fact that it can it's a camera basically that can make calls at the end of the day, it's no, no. It's serious. Like we measure the. No, it really is. It is. It's like how how is the camera experience on this phone over and above? Because we already have surpassed the the performance on this on the processors. Most flagship processors have way overpowered to what we really need for them to do the daily activities that we do. Mid range yeah. processors have soared and have been performing amazingly well for the last two to two years or so. Ever since the seven series started with the seven sixty five around, and we still see it. Uh, the eight seventy is still making its rounds. Uh, 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 even in 2022, uh, in later, yeah. uh, you know, I, I think I just saw the, a phone that just got launched with it. The camera experience, the camera processing, the camera technology is truly becoming a signature uh, for a device. And a lot of people are starting to look at that. And you're right. A photographer is obviously first and foremost where we're aspiring to get every company that releases a new camera system always tries to make this bridge between DSLRs and handheld camera devices on our, yeah. phone, on our phones. And it, it, this is something from the days back in Huawei the days from May 20 pro. This is exactly how it is. Everybody keeps saying this is as good as a DSLR, but at the end of the day, you're right to truly test the system. Does it really perform as good as a DSLR is, you know, a, a person that uses the DSLR as, as their primary source of income uh, tool should be able to measure it a much better. And like you said, Miguel would be definitely a a pretty good example.
1: Well, and, and, and to me, it's, it's, we've got to be really careful with casually misunderstood phrases. We're saying things like, you know, the marketing is saying things very sort of generically consumer.
0: Oh, absolutely. Yeah. 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 There's
1: the, the the marketing is making like, Oh, it's going to be better than a DSLR. It's going to be better than your standalone camera. And better is such a, a morphable word. It's, it's such a nebulous, ill-defined spec. Like, you me, how do you measure the better-erness of your camera? Is it seven better-ers or is it 37 better-ers? betterers. Um, we are at a point where it is making sense to start talking about crop factor and equivalent performance. Yeah. I like holding up the Xiaomi because it is within spitting distance of micro four-thirds. So I have a couple micro four-thirds cameras. I've got yeah. some pretty solid micro four-thirds glass. The crop factor on micro four-thirds is two times. So you multiply your crop factor by the focal length and the aperture, and you can get the similar-looking performance to a full-frame camera. Remember that, the crop factor of two. Yeah. The crop factor on a Xiaomi is 2.6, okay. and it fits in your Pocket. Pocket. So my thousand dollar lens for my Panasonic Lumix is a is a 12 to 35 f 2.8. Okay. At 12 millimeters, that is equivalent to the look and to the focus fall off that I would have on a full frame camera at 24 millimeters at f 5.6. F 5.6. Yeah. 2. Crop factor of two. Multiply so, 12 shot. by two. You get 24 millimeter focal length. Multiply the aperture f 2.8 by two. That's the xiaomi in terms of look field of view and optical performance is going to be similar to a full frame camera at 23 millimeters at f5 so the focus fall off is faster than my thousand dollar micro four thirds lens Yeah,
0: you're getting that one yeah the pointed yeah
1: the binned pixel size is about the same size as on my g9 So even when I'm looking at raw performance, the texture and grain on the 12S Ultra is very similar to a micro four-thirds camera. It's like I've got a 23-millimeter rangefinder camera in my pocket. And it's also a phone that is extremely high performance and it plays games great. I mean, like, speaking
0: it's, of ph- phones, and out of curiosity, does does it perform well on on U.S. Uh, services? Uh, I mean, for <laughs> it's okay, adult. okay,
1: it's not I just, great. I really can't use it as a daily driver, and it just makes me even sadder. Like my Vivo X eighty Pro seems to handle T Mobile in my neighborhood a little bit better. Okay, this this Xiaomi, like I do get LTE. It's not. I mean, I don't have great LTE coverage in my mm. neck of the woods, in my neighborhood, and this is really not playing great with my towers around me. Um, it, the the X eighty Pro is is a little bit better. I, I, it's just again, sorry, it, it, rambling. One is intended is super for more rambling.
0: international market, with it as opposed yeah, to the for, for sure, is, and, and, is and it really does seem up. to
1: to support some of these extra 4G bands a little bit better, but, but kind of bringing all of this around yeah. um, when we say things, you know, like Sony made that announcement. Like we're looking at smartphones and mobile photography is the next stage and the optical and foot uh, photography performance is going to start outpacing standalone cameras. What you can do with a mobile imaging platform, what you can do with this level of processing power and this level of computational photography is is simply stunning Mm -hmm. and if you're not really looking at what the capabilities of this are then you're grossly overspending even at like five or six hundred dollars yeah if all you're doing is is the bare minimum knuckle dragging i i kind of don't even know how my phone works to take a photo and all i ever touch is a shutter button then you're probably fine with like a pixel 5a (laughs) <laughs> like you're probably in I really was good thinking, territory I, I was, I was, with a I Pixel Five. I
0: was in my mind carving the sentence to say, "Well, that's where basically the six, the five A series kind of uh, the the A series kind of falls into. It's the that experience. I mean, yeah. don't get me wrong. The three A um, and the three XL are are champs. My mm-hmm. my in laws love the phone. They're still and we great. Love The cameras they're still great. Yeah. Um, and Omar is still rocking the five A. We didn't go into the six A. I think he's still pretty happy with it. Um, it it is just to me. It, you really kind of have to understand what you're looking for and what you want to do. It's not one size Well, that's just it. I don't solved. think consumers can. I don't think consumers can understand what no, they, they want and the, what they're they they looking for. No, they don't have for. access to that. No. When they go because into a store the they
1: data they're most likely to consume on these topics is often garbage. The highest visible conversations well, that are taking place that. with mobile imaging are not very well uh, produced Composed. or structured.
0: No, no, I, I agree. and But I also think that going into a story, you're... You're pretty much stacked into a conversation that is based on either commission or what's what's placed in front it of you. Or just what's you first walk into the yeah. store. No yeah, Literally, you walk into any any carrier store. The first thing you see is an iPhone and a Samsung. You'll see a Pixel later, and then you may see a OnePlus later on in a T-Mobile store. <laughs> right. uh, but you know the sad little
1: um, dusty corner yeah. off in the back.
0: <laughs> no, no, I mean, but seriously, like there was a couple of new the the Revels the Revel series on T-Mobile. I just got a couple phones. Yeah. Um, I'm hopefully going to be putting some videos on those. Uh, the Revel Six and the Revel Six Pro. Uh, MediaTek Dimensity 700 powered processor, uh, their large displays, decent um, battery li- uh, size on there, you know, great content consumption. You know, not exactly going to be the best performers when it comes to cameras, but still, from what they, for what they serve is what what you need. This may be the, a good device for you. The Pixel 5a Mm -hmm. on the other end or the Pixel 6a could definitely be more of a print range. Uh, I want to be able to take good pictures, but not necessarily have to worry about how to take those good pictures. I feel like Google does a pretty decent job with their algorithmic processing and not have to step up to the 6 and 6 Pro. Uh, Samsung's approach to... Processing is is a taste. It's kind of like how the iPhone uh, processing is a taste. You you enjoy it. You you're comfortable with it. And when you start, when, I don't think people, people
1: are really enjoying the iPhone style I, of processing. I, I mean, there has you to see be so something... many people complaining about no, but that's just it. It's like I think they get their phone despite so many of these areas where Apple has fallen behind. And I think a. a, a good chunk of this is the pain points in leaving an ecosystem and the social conditioning of not being the green bubble in their circle of family and friends and i'm speaking mostly here for north america no no, i know i know i see so many people complaining
0: an iphone to his grandmother was just yeah exactly you might as well
1: just like say (laughs) the bullying parts out loud at this point Um, And not that Tim Cook didn't testify under oath that bullying was not a part of Apple's DNA, but, you know, he he does it, too. It's great. Um, Do we want to call that perjury? I think it sounds like perjury, but I'm not going to say it is perjury. Um, But I, I think so many people have complained. Again, I bring up that article from the New Yorker. I'm looking at people pointing this stuff out, like on Instagram. Why does the iPhone do this to my photos? What is this splotchy look when I'm in good light? Mm-hmm. I, I took a photo at the park, and it looks like an oil painting. And you're like, what? No, it, people keep buying them, so Apple's not going to do anything to change. They're not going to. They're not going to fix something that's not broken in terms of them making money so then we bring up these other options and these other solutions and we say like well if you really care about this you might want to look at another alternative oh but the ecosystem and i can't leave and green bubbles and i've got all this stuff in itunes and you're like okay then i guess you just have to suffer spending eight hundred dollars or more on cameras that don't perform that well so whatever your family memories might be worth to you However valuable they might be, Apple is happy to take your money and not fix those problems for you. Oh man. And the message doesn't seem to break through because we can't actually have kind of a fair, even, consistent conversation about what competition looks like.
0: Not, not, and not I know it's a it lot. It's a lot to things.
1: ask someone to switch ecosystems, but like if you say you care about these features staying with apple is not the good strategy if you really think you care about these types of solutions
0: it 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 takes it's it's a weird plate you're right it is it is something that it's hard to to <laughs> it's not that I ever try to convert somebody from Android to iOS or from iOS to Android. I typically try to explain and I try to look at them from what is it that you're looking for and are you happy where you are? If you're not happy, let's start looking at some options. If you are happy, then maybe you are okay going into the next generation of the phone that you have because that's what you're comfortable with. Um, iPhones for me have not had the impact on me that made me feel like, oh my God, I got to switch ecosystems. It's been more so... I, it's, I always looked at them in, in a sense of like, okay, don't get me wrong. I understand the appeal of what iPhones have done, the consistent system that has been exactly the same ever since we've had seen the first generation of, uh, of the iPhone. It minorly improved here and there. Uh, but overall, mm-hmm. for the most part, it's a very familiar ecosystem. You know yeah. where things are for the most part. I just chose ever since the beginning for my own personal experiences. I always love to tinker. I always love the option of being able to mm-hmm. make my experience on Android a unique experience, one that I like to enjoy, and may, right. maybe make my device a little bit different.
1: But but this is uh, what's interesting is we're getting to the iPhone 14 Pro because yeah. I'm and piggybacking on on what you're talking no, no, about here because yeah, yeah. because we're seeing some of these camera conversations and they're saying like, oh well, they haven't really fixed this kind of HDR or JPEG processing. And now we've got tech reviewers out there saying like, oh, but if you shoot Apple Pro Raw, look at how much more detail there is and look at how it captures the image better and look at how it's not oil painting and you can you can edit this photo and you can put and you're like, wait a minute. These are exactly the kinds of YouTubers and influencers who would always poop all over those types of points when we would talk about a Samsung. Hey, if you don't like this image processing, go into your Pro mode. You shouldn't have to, though. You shouldn't have to do that. It should just work. Consumers aren't going to use modes and, and settings and things. It should just work. And now we've got people out there shooting the crispiest of cinematic video for their iPhone reviews talking about, well, you just need to switch over and shoot Pro RAW. If you want the better image quality, you just got to shoot ProRAW and then edit the photo, and then you get that. Or you could use a third-party app and yep. get a regular RAW image, and is you can bypass Apple's image processing that way. And you're like, well... Then what's the point of owning an iPhone?
0: An iPhone, if, you're having if you an care about the cameras, like if I have yeah. to go
1: to a third-party app, I can use any phone. I, I could pull out this Xiaomi and get an even better sensor it and use be epic a third-party app. Ever,
0: ever able to get the Google the GCam installed on an iPhone? But that's obviously <laughs> <laughs> the day that happens when they're oh, like no. you know an iPhone takes better pictures with a GCam <laughs> on. than it can. <laughs> Sorry, I, I mean, I'm I'm, I'm, I'm
1: really anxious to see how much longer GCam is going to evolve with the current generation of pixels as yeah. Google leans more and more on Tensor. Like, if Tensor really starts incorporating very specific um, image processing pathways on their ISP yeah. that can't be mimicked with a Qualcomm as ISP, then, I, I don't know. I mean, like, I, I want to say, like, maybe it's another two years of pulling the camera app off of pixels and making them available to other phones. I, I think... um it's, it's, it's going to be funny to see because tensor, it's, there's such a little cult of GCAM well, no, 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 out absolutely. there. Absolutely. That... But
0: what we're seeing right now is is the, the fact that it tensors even on the A-series. So if tensors down to the A-series yeah. now where you no yes. longer have a- actual Qualcomm chipsets, yeah, at some point or another, yeah. The It's the support
1: lifecycle for the 5A. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So once the 5A falls out of support, you can't really keep pulling gcam off of yeah, pixels it'll, yeah it'll the development to run them will, on other phones with qualcomm socs
0: well it will stop at some point yeah it'll it'll take a little bit a lot more development to be able to get it to go um but uh just to kind of keep the conversation i know we're kind of at the the 1.5 hour mark at this point um there's a, one more thing that i wanted to talk today I, again yes. th- again trying to do a very hard shift into third gear and turn Boom. right on real quick at that current. no clutch <laughs> no clutch we're gonna we're gonna tailwind <laughs> that we're gonna drift into that one um Woo. too fast too to, furious i did get a chance to play a little bit with the uh the buds 2 pro from Sam from Sanctuary. shut up no <laughs> in no way i know most of you are going to be surprised but i did and it's one of those things that happened <laughs> it happened a few weeks ago it's that i got them. those
1: <laughs> that. It. i mean i'm sorry guys it just it happened nothing i could do about it it just, I was, it just I was happened bro- <laughs> i was
0: browsing on the internet and somehow my finger clicked a couple of buttons i traded in a z-fold three Dang. into a z-fold four and some buds showed up um no i I'll say the the approach to what we have this year with the Z, with the Buds 2 Pro are a little bit more polarizing and and it's it was okay. a very interesting experience for me to see Samsung putting in proprietary features into their own buds. Obviously, you you would make it would make sense to have specific functions, but then proprietary audio experiences only available on Samsung One UI 4.0 devices and non non Samsung 4.0 sense. devices will not get yeah. the the juicy experience. Um making these very much a Samsung... I would recommend them only to Samsung owners. The, the price point that they're coming in in for the features that they're offering, mm-hmm. when you take away the One UI 4.0, they really don't compete very well com- comparably to the others. I mean, the ANC is really good. I'm not going to deny the fact that... To, to right. date, but is but one isn't of the better like options. their
1: highest quality audio processing is linked to a proprietary Samsung codec. Sa-
0: Samsung right? codec, and 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 if you ditch that out, you're back down to AAC, and which makes it like okay, so what's different? What what is, right. what, is the, what is the what is the and not only that, of course. We have Bixby. That's the default uh, assistant on here, which kind of drives me a little bit crazy. That's um, so dumb. It's Sorry. just to me. To me, is like okay. So we fixed Bixby on this, right? On this, on the on the Galaxy Watch Four or Five, which I need to still put a video out on. Again, really behind on my stuff from the, the trip to Same Eva. Kind of like just back to back. Um. So I I I will say this. It's it, they're enjoyable. They're fun to use. They're small. They're lighter than before. But if you don't own a Samsung, you're not, I I just can't recommend these devices. I feel like if you're a Samsung through and through and you have a device that has running for one UI four or higher, you'll get to enjoy them. The range, the battery life, the sound quality is very nice. Um, The ANC is again, literally one of the best options that I've seen. I mean, I I was sitting in front of my air conditioner, running at full bore, cooling my house Mm -hmm. during the day. I turned on ANC. I cannot hear the AC. It was that good. It's good. But. I don't, I mean, I don't feel like it's so good that it would make me use these over, let's say, the, the butts, uh, the, you know, the, the Pixel Butts Pro that just came out. So, for me, at the end of yeah. the day, I, I mean, and my video is going to basically portray that. I mean, they're good, they're really nice for Samsung users. Samsung's trying, starting to do this, it works better on Samsung thing. And I feel like, okay, I get it, you're making butts for yourself, you, you're not really making them for everybody else. They're still going to be fine. I mean, AAC is not I, exactly I really that feel... codec. Like no elves no, nothing it,
1: yeah but but i mean I'm like, like i really feel this anything. is the wrong time to make something so proprietary yeah it, they're doing it because they know apple was is going to do their version of lossless as a very locked down ecosystem apple music and air airpods pro 2 yeah, yeah. kind of solution and again samsung can't do anything unless they're like rabidly and thirstily trying to copy copy how apple makes money um right now like off the top of my head sound cores yep. bear dynamics yep oh man those new Freebird are really good um so I one more one more evos
0: i got these edifiers the w2 the edifiers and have been have been, just, been have been they really just solid. showed up couple of days ago to my house so i'm really excited to jump into these guys but yeah, but but i mean
1: like some some really really high quality options and then there's still that like i i mean i've got my fio here i just can't stop using the little <laughs> btr7 it's so good now is absolutely the wrong time to to try and lock this all up with aptex adaptive with ldac Um, multi-point and multi-pairing is becoming more common across all of these products now I'm I'm happy I'm Um, so happy to see that that, LHDC
0: support has Mm -hmm. been
1: really good too I I mean like what's frustrating is Samsung is going to be moderately successful with this strategy because they've got some kind of consumer momentum like they have the closest consumer lock-in strategy that Apple has but if any of us are kind of in this kind of a tech conversation or you're lurking in the chat on tech videos like this, now is absolutely, absolutely the time to talk to your family and friends and say like, what is it that you care about? Because if you care about sound quality or compatibility, or if you care about range, if you care about drivers, if you care about fit, if you care about any of these other things, you could spend less and get incredible Way solutions oh, that, then play yeah.
0: nice with everything
1: it's not yeah. just going to be oh these earbuds are only going to support and, and for me, my this samsung is, this phone
0: this is the weird part that i feel like okay so i understand devices are going to be specific these are manufactured devices these are their own ecosystem everything builds in there Buds are intended to be used with multiple devices. You're supposed to be able to connect them to whatever device you want to use, and get an experience that's similar. We've seen them do this before, sure. where they allowed you to use similar experiences on app, on iPhone as well as uh, on iOS, and as well as Android. Mm-hmm. But this is the first time where they're like, you know, it, the only way to get the candy, you have to be, you know, you have to play nice with my devices kind of thing. And I feel like, you know, <laughs> that it was kind of
1: dirty. It, uh, it, if you want it, this candy, it, Sunny Jim. Well, well,
0: because that's what they're doing. It's like, if you really want the 24-bit 48, <laughs> you got to play with Samsung. Otherwise, you're not, you're going to jump <laughs> back down sure. to 1632 or something. To me, it's, it's. I mean, they're really, the, the sound, the, the, the EQs that we have in there are very nice. It plays very well with. Um, title it works great with um, um spotify it works great with um mm-hmm. amazon uh, hd so it it does support the music there's no question and the 360 audio actually works very nice uh, not that i yeah. listen to it often I, but I don't... again
1: it's like that's not a big deal dolby no, but... and uh, dts and yeah, yeah, yeah. spatial it, it, audio is spatial all over audio, the place
0: right now everything i
1: i still crank my odyssey and so i can like rock some good head tracking and stuff like
0: It depends on what you want. It'll do it. Yeah. It it just to me was, like, first time seeing this, somewhat of a gate situation going on. And uh, the reality is, more than likely, somebody that owns a Samsung device is more than likely going to look at these. They're not going to be coming up on somebody's radar if they don't own a Samsung. For them to look for Samsung, you know, AKG tuned experience um, to what we get there. So at the end of the day, I just think
1: it's sad if you if you know that there's going to be a not insignificant number of people. Um, not very many, but there are going to be a group of people who buy in on this, and then maybe they try to step outside. Maybe they try to pick up a Motorola, or maybe yeah. they try another phone, and you're or, like, wait or, or, a minute, what about my Galaxy Watch? Wait a minute, what about my buds? tablet
0: yeah. What if they have like a TCL tablet or something like that? Exactly. Yeah. And, and then they're like, wait a minute, hold on a second. Why does it not sound the same? It's the same music app. Or why, working, or why isn't this
1: working or why is yeah. this menus uh, structure different? And that to me is kind of the, the, the most disappointing and the the scariest aspect of this kind of ecosystem lock in when, Android shouldn't be that. That's no, not that's that's the main thing, thing about Android.
0: It's it is the flexibility. It's the ability of customizing and be able to use things across devices without typically losing features. I mean, don't get me wrong. Um, LHTC isn't available on every device, and I know when OnePlus first no. announced it wasn't available on everything. It was as as you proved it yourself. It was available on Xiaomi devices for OnePlus Buds first <laughs> before OnePlus yeah. devices could
1: do it. But, but again, it was agreed upon by a number of companies that you at least had some kind of broad compatibility. Yeah, then And then you can, you can definitely, again, I'm not saying that this is always going to be seamless and easy. I do think it's a little frustrating trying to line up what has aptX adaptive support because I've got a Pixel. So if I've got a Pixel, I can't really use aptX adaptive because Tensor isn't licensing that. I can only use regular aptX. So now I'm looking a little bit more at LDAC and LDAC solutions. Okay, well, now I've got to actually pay attention to the label and what is the high-res spec and what is the Mm -hmm. Bluetooth and what's the codec, and that does suck. I'm not saying that's always going to be easy for, for consumers to figure out, but I also know we're in a chat with 30 people right now, yeah, and we are the people in our circles of family and friends that can help illuminate, this is what you need, this is what you have, this is what's going to play nice together, I think that's probably going to be the better fit solution for you. And I feel this is another one of those times where we'll complain about Apple-like business business practices getting picked up by Android manufacturers. We're probably going to lose... We're probably not going to win this fight, but it doesn't mean we need to support it. It doesn't mean we need to be apathetic, and we can try to prolong it and fight it for as long as we can. I'm not going to just roll over and say, oh, I guess everything sucks now. Um, I'm at least going to say, hey, I don't think that's a good way to do business. There are these other alternatives that I'm going to support. I'm actually going to vote with my wallet. Yep. And you can choose to, or you can choose to just do whatever is easier for you and your gadget use. But this is why I'm doing what I'm doing.
0: Or those you, kinds could just, of conversations, you could pick up one of these guys. Or you could just pick uh, right up one of these Right
1: now you guys. can. Wait, yeah. wait wait until Samsung decides that they need to do a portless phone because Apple made uh. money on it. And then your wonderful $200 ESS DAC with right. THX amps can't be used on your fancy Galaxy phone. And you can't use your Fio with your Galaxy phone because Samsung wants to support their high res audio codec and it doesn't support the chipset in the BTR7. So you can only do AAC. Because, like, again, this is not like me making stuff up. Like this is oh, not this is beyond reality. the this pale. Yeah. 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 This is this. I, this I very is... clearly see in the next three years, Samsung making a play on these types of features, this type of support and those kinds of accessories. Cause they'll make more
0: money on it. They weren't supporting LDAC full fledgedly on the S22 on the S21 ultra hmm. fully all the way till the S22 ultra where they started having better LDAC support. I was having yeah. problems getting LDAC to stick on most of my head earbuds at the time. Um, the long story is this. We're seeing more and more companies. I mean, Apple obviously is leading the way with their own approach. And, and I understand with the statements of saying, you know, there's no bullying, there's no whatever, but there's the whole exclusivity of everything that makes it very hard. And I understand it. there are things that are beyond the issues. There are things that keep people in the ecosystem. Um, and at, at some point, Android, for some reason, either makes fun of it for a little bit and then suddenly copies it for, for what we see. The okay. eSIM situation is will you know will permeate we will see more and more companies do that and um i'll say this next I was very, year
1: we're going to see manufacturers getting rid of sim the the
0: revel both the revel six and the revel six pro did not come with a charger in the box to me these are budget yeah. phones right like 175 to 200 and something dollar phone they're not really i mean the, the the taking out the charger out of that box made no sense to me because of the What, what, how many pennies are we saving? We're not talking about fast charging. We're talking about just a standard charger. Somebody that's buying a a price point of a device like this typically will not be running from phone to phone, to phone, to phone, more than likely, this may be a first phone for somebody. So to me, it was surprising to see that even at that price point, we're seeing budget friendly devices, lose the box, lose the charger, um, and you know and, and same- I hate
1: to say, it, I mean like so- someone brought up you know like Michael Corcoran is saying it'd be nice if the u s. Congress could implement some consumer rights standards for this stuff, but that's another battle we're going to lose too, yeah, and I, it sucks because what's like, the
0: line what is where is the line before Apple takes away everything and and, and we and end up basically with we could, with a board we could this be phone.
1: looking we should be looking at some kind of regulatory conversation, again, not to say like our regulators are going to shut it down, but like any type of scrutiny anything this is an environmental impact this is a consumer rights impact this is a competition impact and no one is asking questions no, about and, these kinds of business
0: practices
1: so and, and, and we're long
0: overdue a massive market correction no, no, absolutely. for how
1: these companies do business
0: it's but it is the concerning part about it is the the approach of if apple does it then everybody will accept it kind of situation i don't i don't i don't mm-hmm. get but the eSIM conversation still hasn't been really fully resolved because it's an U.S.-only approach for some reason. Now, Apple's doing something specific yep. to our to the U.S. market as opposed to the rest of the world. Because so the they also of-
1: know they'll face the least market regulatory okay. scrutiny here yeah. in the United States over competition because our carriers are going to love, love the that SIM it's more difficult to swap.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. They don't want you to change devices. They want to know exactly what phone you're on. They want to be able to get the as much data as possible off of it. Um and you know, God help us the day we get where we can no longer use unlocked phones on some on, on a carrier specific because they don't like unlocked right. and you only have to use your phone from the one from uh, them I mean that's already a thing lower. on ET and T. Oh yeah no and it's all, always
1: yes. been difficult on Verizon so now it's like T Mobile and they're not I, great with five gi I'm, I'm so. counting
0: I'm, so this is where my concern at, at coming. Okay, okay. So we are obviously 2022. This is, this is this reading in the next couple of years worth of devices that are coming up. We, you and I change phones an amazing amount a lot. of time, way too much to even count. And I, and I don't want to make it sound like it's a bragging thing, but it's part of the, the job. We we typically jump job. from one phone yeah. to, the, to the other. And there is a number of our devices that we review that are not U.S. sold. They're not U.S. supported. They're not rated. They're not certified to run officially or to be sold in the U.S. They do operate. They work. But it would make our job a, quite a bit harder for us to be able to do work and function when our devices are not supported. So we would be able to only review them as a Wi-Fi connected tablet or Wi-Fi connected mm-hmm. device, which makes it very hard for us to make a good review comparison to a device that could potentially, sure. like you know, want somebody import it to the US because nobody's going to import a phone if it's just for a camera and a tablet experience. Yeah. So I'm I'm worried. But- I'm concerned, but I'm hopeful. I'm hoping that we'll have more automated functionality added as, as time goes on as and, and mm-hmm. maybe some regulatory configuration in there to help us be more in control of our eSIMs. Similarly to the way we are with our regular SIMs uh, in the future yeah. so that we can actually switch and that internationally eSIMs become more popular as well. That means international devices that we import carry an eSIM functionality because not all of them do. That's the other thing that we well,
1: need to be. I, I just see where, especially here in the United States, we're going to be the tip of the spear on. Well, every time you need to swap your phone, you're going to call us, and you're going to have to wait in this queue, or you're going to have to wait in this and, chat, and maybe online. pay a fee, and maybe pay and, a fee. That's the other thing you're going to have right? to pay a fee. Like we used to have to charge you for a new SIM card, and yeah. isn't that the same thing for the convenience of not having to poke a pin tool into your phone? It's going to happen.
0: An activation for I me mean, so is one of the the most ridiculous charges I've ever seen in my life. Yeah. It's it's a charge for you to input a number into a computer. Nothing else happens. There's no switch. There's no new thing that gets imported, but you activate a SIM card, and the activation costs 35 bucks or something. To me, that was always kind of like seriously. Uh, and again,
1: yeah, you know, like I, I take my SIM card out of my phone, I put in the APN settings, and then I put it into a new phone, and that new phone knows how to talk to the so there's literally been zero benefit or zero assistance. I've taken up no time. I've taken up no resources from the carrier. Yeah.
0: Nice.
1: I did it all myself. And you know for a fact that ESIM well you can trade your phone three times a year. Then after that we'll have to charge you four ninety nine for a processing fee, cause it's just it's it's network management feeds because reasons because re- and, and exactly. it's going to come be, be,
0: be, because we said so it no i know i know and it, it sucks it it really sucks um uh, there was no reason for the S, for the mem- for the sim card to be even tackled there was no benefit they didn't add anything by taking it out other than nah. citing a security feature that well, makes they they, they literally
1: couldn't because they still had to make a sim card version international
0: internationally yeah no so i know that cavity
1: they- is still there
0: Oh yeah! Actually, it's not like
1: we got we got uh, you know ten milliamp hour bigger battery yeah. capacity from the sliver of space that we saved by taking out the SIM card. But it was the same argument that we made with SD cards oh, on actually, Android I... phones. Like we're not really saving any space. No, we're not getting more stuff for it. And the headphone jacks were the same too. It's not like the cavity that they removed the headphone jack that from was suddenly utilized. Mm-hmm. By any, any kind of specific uh, extra piece of hardware. Um, I, I just want to reply to this one here from from Walter. Is there a point in time where we won't care about a charger in the box? And, and genuinely, I, I feel like there is still an environmental argument to be made that it would work to the company's benefit. We already know that Apple makes billions. Oh, um, they save billions. And um, make billions at the same time. No, no, but what I mean is like by by minimizing the iPhone box to its smallest possible dimensions, they can fit more more iPhones on a single pallet. That has improved their shipping costs. and and we have seen. like I, I want to say it's something ridiculous, like three billion dollars that they can legitimately point to and say like we have saved this on on shipping iPhones. I'm actually okay with that if there is a process for minimizing the environmental impact of additional accessory shipping and we're minimizing the impact of additional waste from moving these accessories like chargers and dongles. And I really feel like what Brazil's trying to do is the right play. Mm -hmm. I don't care if my charger comes in fancy packaging. I would actually prefer my charger come in a brown paper bag. Yeah, with like with with an ink barcode on it just so that the company can scan the product however they need to manage their inventory and I want it to come in the same shipping box as That's my phone. phone. Yep. Bundled so that I'm reducing my my shipping pollution and shipping that,
0: waste that was always my argument and I'd be their, fine with their, with their with their with their claims of environmental approach because all they did is because it's all BS. It. Because yeah, no, absolutely, they're shifting their charge. They're shifting their. Uh, sorry, they're not charging us less, but they're now costing us more money for the charger, and they're shipping it separately in its own box. It gets delivered separately, an entire wasteful process of uh, out, yeah. outside of the ecosystem. So to me, it's like it's a you're you're it's it's an oxymoron for the for the you know you're talking out of both sides of your mouth, and you're like, but trust yeah. us, it's cool, and then you get other companies to copy it, and I I, I understand. Some companies are trying to go more carbon neutral. They're trying to go with biodegradable boxes. I understand. I'm not denying the fact that, you know, we see other companies do it and we we understand the, the yeah. approach, but you're right. If you ordered a device and you ordered a charger with it, there is no reason for those two to, to be shipped separately. There is no reason for them to be both shipped in I a fully the, the packaged is, box with plastic and everything and a hang yeah. tag. And, and then when you oh, get it at so home, dumb. you're like, where is the savings? You shipped more devices there wasn't... Across, the, across the ocean. Congratulations. And you got more money out of my pocket because now I wanted the faster charger because you introduced faster charging technology. And the only way to get the faster charging technology is to buy the faster charger from Apple because again, it's Apple. I, I don't, I, it just, to me, that was the biggest thing. And then we see companies make fun of them. And then two minutes later, they copy them. And yeah, yeah. So I know I, I don't know if it'll ever be a, 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 an okay conversation at, at that charge is not there.
1: but but to well, the point you made about the revel, and yeah. let's say this is someone's first phone, there should be a box I tick when I order that phone to just it, include a, a charger. charger in the box that yeah. ships to me. And it doesn't need to be anything fancy, but I just need a complete smartphone experience and I feel it is it, it is uh, an anti-consumer move to advertise a part of the phone experience for one price. And then it's up to the consumer to then do their homework on, well, what cables do I need? What kind of charger do I need? Is yeah, this rated that, that for one, power hundred, delivery? $176 a,
0: phone now suddenly becomes a $250 phone. $200 phone. Yeah. Because, because you move the costs. Yeah. Yeah. Because the cost. And, and so, Yeah. I, yeah, I, I don't. I don't understand it, and I. I did. I do applaud the fact that Xiaomi hasn't followed through. OnePlus has not. Um, Oppo has not. And some of the other company uh, international. I know Xiaomi at one point was offering the option of buying a phone with or without yeah. the charger, and you had that's totally between.
1: fine. Yeah, no, that's and great. I think
0: that's that's a perfect example. Yeah. But they have, but they have since kind of gone back and said, look, if you were going to be making development and improvements in, into charging tech. The, the charging speed that we see now with the OnePlus 10T is phenomenally fast, but you cannot get yeah. that with any traditional charger prior to that. Even older OnePlus chargers will not provide yeah. that experience. Um, and you need to have it in the box. If you don't have it in the box, it takes away from that experience that was the the features of charging your phone in a certain amount of minutes goes out the door if you don't get that in the box. And if you didn't know you needed to order it, because when you get the box and you're opening and you're like, great, I got a phone that I can't charge at the full speed. Yeah. You know what I mean? So to me,
1: well, and, uh, and especially when we're talking about proprietary charging technologies, there is a consumer harm. In well, wait a minute, I can hook this up to, you know, a sixty-five watt charger. Okay, but that might burn out your battery faster, or it's not gonna be an optimal charging experience. It's gonna run your phone hotter. And so there are so many of those other moving parts, and it's just really frustrating. But it's also again, it's kind of highlighting what we were talking about earlier. I'm holding the Xiaomi 12 S Ultra, I'm holding this Vivo X eighty pro, and these things are not here in the United States. Like it's it it's so sad to see Apple and Samsung quibbling over like twenty five watt charging is fast
0: charging. That's oh my god! Sa- Samsung held on to that one, the adaptive fast charging for how many years it's still? That, that, it's, okay, it's, it's that's a lie. Time. That is yeah, that is
1: a lie because you've got Moto and OnePlus oh my both my like. 65-watt uh, charging is not a big deal. Like, yeah, I, check it out. Well, no, we no. can just what, do it.
0: OnePlus is like, hold my beer. 65 is even slow. Or, or even 80 is slow. Let's right. go to 150, my friend. No, I know. And, and I think uh, Adam had a good uh, good option there. He said, you know, there should be an option at some point where Apple kind of comes in and says, look, here's the phone, no box, no accessories, nothing, but it says 50 bucks. And then if you want to buy the accessory, you buy the accessory yourself because there's practically nothing in that box anyways, other than the phone. I, I mean,
1: what I, what I think is looks- hilarious is, is if with, with, Apple, with Adam's plan there, Apple's just going to raise the price of the accessory-less box and uh-huh. then raise the accessory box even more on top of that. And then you'll be like, "Oh, well, I'm getting such a good deal because the accessoryless version is cheaper than the version with accessories." And you're like, it, "No, it, you still paid more."
0: It it is at the end of the it's day. It's Apple. Uh, it's a game of numbers, <laughs> and it's a perception, and and the the concern is at the end of the day, is the consumer is not getting the consumer gets the end end of the stick at this point. We always end oh, yeah. up basically, you know, having to figure out things, and we, I'm we just are just cranky looking.
1: because we've gotten to play with so many fun toys. And,
0: and I think that's what it is. It would be we, nice.
1: It would be nice if, if some of those competitive uh, options were more broadly available.
0: I, I threw in as many comments as I could to Honor when I was in, when I was at EFA and saying, "Look, you guys were here before. I understand the whole conversation with Huawei and all of that, and that's con- That's in the past. You guys are moving forward. You're releasing more devices. The uh, the Honor seventy is a great device. There's no reason why you guys couldn't come back in the capacity you were before on an Amazon type of an experience, mm-hmm. and you know have." some kind of flavor of presence at least offer something because you always were able to do the best bang for the buck and the X series always performed very well. There's no reason. they're like, you know, at this point, it's not on our plan. It's not something that we're looking into. We want to really establish ourselves first before we start tackling other markets, specifically other areas where there's more like, higher competition and so on. So I, was like, I understand. But I think at the end of the day, I said, look, this should be on the on the roadmap. This should be on at some point, a, a comp, you know, like you unlock this at this level kind of a situation because this is the return to glory of where your old the golden days of honor were. And I think that's what I would love to be able to see honor do. Um but yeah, so uh, that was primarily like one of the things I kind of saw there. So no charger, go on saying no charger in the box. I don't buy this from manufacturers. It is, it is just, yeah, it it is weird. End of twenty twenty two, we're seeing the disappearance of the of the SIM card, the disappearance of the headphone jack, the disappearance of the charger and the cable. We're, we're left basically with the USB C port right now and speakers. Oh yeah, I'm sorry, and the power button and the volume rocker, but you know, <laughs> those are optional depending on the
1: <laughs> <laughs> Depending on Well, who now that you said it out loud, thanks, everyone. Now, TK just said buttons and USB ports on your phone were optional. I, now we know who to blame in 2023 when all that it, stuff Down
0: 2023 20, when the portless phone comes out. TK like, just jinxed it. us all. On 9-15-2022, TK said, and that's what it is. Um, so I, I know- so on, we're that the, on that note. On that note. And here we thought this, this, this episode was going to be a shill episode. No, uh, no, that- there was a lot of things to cover, but uh, just for everybody that's watching with us, everybody hanging out with us late, obviously, in the evening. Um, what Are you still – is there anything else on the plan coming up? Yeah, coming for geez, yes, <laughs> we're way behind.
1: I have no idea what's going to come out tomorrow. I'm, I'm going to try and write up an article on night modes, okay. uh, camera, uh, photo night modes, because I think, uh, like I've been complaining about techies knowing uh, – d- nothing about smart i almost like swore really really vilely i gotta find Um, the the people i i I feel yeah right (laughs) i need my own self-censor button um i I feel like again this is another one of those things where i've got to kind of point at hey when you're complaining about low-light photos being too good you really don't know what you're talking about and uh there's these other uh like situations that we kind of need to compare and contrast so I, I might try and publish that as a written article tomorrow. Mm-hmm. I, I, I definitely have more um, accessory videos that I need to put out. I have comparisons that I need to put out. I've got a mini PC here that's really cool that I want to talk nice. about. It's a lot um, that I'm oh, trying yeah, to yeah. catch up on. And and like I showed you with that little piece of plastic wrap, I've got a, a major embargo in, in
0: embargo's video. broken all over the place, yes.
1: I, 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 hopefully I'm, I'm not going to get, um, <laughs> it, know, angry uh, feedback from the client on
0: that. Oh, you'll get a guy at your door in the morning. <laughs> Mr. Juan Bagnell, we saw the plastic, you know, you have to take the, <laughs> no, I, so I'm okay. So that's good. Hopefully something like that. Um, like I said, for me, it's really a game of catch up. Um, I've been on just trying to get things out. I, I think for me, I'll, I'll say this, um, uh, the, the, uh, the THX Onyx for me, I found the, uh, the weirdest thing I found that the THX Onyx with the Z Flip 4 or even any of the Z flips makes the best little media player, like the mini disc player that I've always had in the past. Like it's a tiny little right? player. The music player runs there. You connect the, the, the DAC in there. You get great audio. You get the audio that you want and you get the volume control and you never have to f- open the phone. And I think that worked for me the most. I enjoyed it the most. That's why I used it for my thumbnail. Um, Cause it looks the most compact, right? It's like you, you right? and there was this case, sorry here, Samsung and some of the other companies make these cases that look like little hooks, make it clip to your uh to your uh, the loops on your jeans so um uh, either way so yeah it, i want to put out the video tomorrow hopefully for the uh the buds 2 pro it'll be hopefully lunchtime i got to shoot a little bit more clips on it um and then uh also kind of start finishing up the video on the galaxy watch 5 um i think this is the 5 i'm not even sure which version this is is it the 5 <laughs> <laughs> this is bad i don't know uh, this is this is, yeah. this is
1: pretty much the best tech commentary on the. Internet. I don't know. I I, I have figure. no idea what watch this is. I'm so tired.
0: It it is it is, <laughs> it is it has been a long day. Um, I was I was over at a at an event in in L.A. for Zener the uh, the battery manufacturer, the the, yeah. the charge yeah tech and then so between that day job morning doing a whole bunch of the things, yeah it it's been a long. day. It's a lot. It is a yeah. lot. Uh, but I will I will make sure to have that at least that video tomorrow and then. Um, start focusing on some stuff for next week. I I need to, yeah, I, I need to figure out what I'm doing. I think I just need to kind of get get back into the groove of things. That one week travel threw me off. I don't know how mm-hmm. that, that it had that much. Oh, recovery
1: impact. takes so long. Recovery
0: yeah, re- recovery was taking, and then but also kind of getting back on on track with the content and so on. Um, so it, it was yeah, it was definitely there. And then sadly, I don't no longer have the Xperia Five Mark Four that had to go back. So uh, we'll, hopefully we'll see. We'll see if we we get our hands back on that one again in the future once it becomes available. But um, I do want to say thank you to everybody for hanging out with us. Jeff, uh, Adam, uh, Farhan, Michael, uh, El, uh, you know, everybody kicking it with us. Uh, G Martinez, uh, you know, if I'm not, oh, Golan in there, came in a little bit later as well. Uh, Walter is in there. Um, Michael PepperTech. No, did I see Michael PepperTech in there smart? Oh, Michael Corrigan. Sorry. Um, And then Farhan's in there. Uh, Malik is in there as well. Uh, Everybody taking their time, spending their time with us in this really beautiful evening, nice weather uh, here. We're having in Southern California. Um, You know, we're going to try to do better. Hopefully next week we'll have more more fun things to talk about other than just cranky conversations. Uh, But it needs to be talked about. There's things that are out there, unfortunately, that are, are have gone too long with just being complacent. And this is not right. We need to. This is what we're there for. We need to help. So uh, I want to say thank you, Juan, for hanging out with us and uh, sharing some of your knowledge with us as well. Thank you, everybody. Hope you have a great evening. We'll see you next week for another episode of The Best of Our Week and, of course, on the Android Bay and the SGGQA in the near future. Heck yeah. (laughs) Take care, everybody.